Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, your ears are about to tickle. You are listening to a podcast with two friends sharing their opinions and their love about things they enjoy. This is the Disaster Party Podcast. Whoa, daddy. Let's get it. Oh, oh, daddy, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let them boys explain. It's free, and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And that's the Disaster Party Boys telling you, go do it now. And welcome to Disaster Party Podcast. As always, this is Rob Cedeno, joined by my co-host. Oh, oh, daddy, it's your boy Andy Bivians. It's B-I-B-I-A-N-S. I am the one true, oh, daddy of professional wrestling and your American icon. And listen, tonight, I got my top Spidey pick. Tonight, we're on episode 56. Well, Daddy. Oh, yeah. So, we're trying something new today. We are live on YouTube. It appears to be a pretty big delay. I'm not sure if that's a normal thing or not, but there's a pretty big delay in the comments and our video. But we'll, we'll work with it. So, today, we will be reviewing the highly anticipated one and only Spider-Man No way home Ooh, i'm so excited so excited so excited we were both able to go see it this weekend which we were uh very much excited for uh so uh when did when were you able to go see it andy i saw it friday okay okay yeah I saw it last night. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, hard it was to not talk about it and be around everybody and not spoil it for everybody and to stay off social media because apparently, and I still don't understand this because they had a band up until Tuesday. The movie came out Thursday, but they were dropping a new um, trailer for it on Tuesday which was weird so I'm like alright so now I gotta stay off of everything and I saw anything that remotely looked like Spider-Man I like just left and was like nope nope not catching me now it's yeah. bad I had a scene scrolling through TikTok I saw uh, from someone who recorded on their phone I saw something spoiled 
And after that, I was like, oh, I'm not going on any social media until I see this movie. I was really upset about it. I was like, God damn it. But also, <laughs> I figured it out. Um, yeah. So before we jump into the movie, I'm just going to veer, uh, say we will be talking about spoilers. We are going to spoil this movie. Uh, if you have not watched this movie, if you care about spoilers, uh, steer clear. This is your warning. I'm going to say it again. Spoilers, this is your warning. Yeah, so. I just got to say that this entire episode will be full of spoilers. Spoiler, 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 spoiler. But also, this episode, if you don't care about spoilers and you want to listen to us, absolutely wonderful. Hang on, because I'm going down a rabbit hole. I guarantee it. If you do care about spoilers, shut this off, save the video, watch the movie, then come back to it, and then join us. Let us know what you think in the comments. Let us know how you feel. We'll be spot on with what we were saying. Does my rabbit hole make any sense? Because I literally felt like I was in the Matrix as I was sitting there. Um, Spoiler, 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 spidey sense tingling. Stop this video. Spoiler, spoiler, catch a brick. Spoiler. Spoiler. See what I did there? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) All right. Andy. Spoiler. Before we go into spoiler territory, we'll give more people some time to avoid spoilers. Fair enough. What was your overall thoughts of the movie spoiler-free before we jump into the movie? So I we've gone over what if. We've gone over all the, the Disney Marvel, the Falcon Winter Soldier. So like I have always been excited to see how they're gonna progress with this next phase, especially when in endgame. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it already, it's been out for a while. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Everybody, pretty much, you lose all your favorite characters. Um, So going forward, you have like a whole different new set of people. So it was always interesting to see how they were going to roll with that. Um, Just with the the hints of what it could have been for Spider-Man made me very excited. So... I was very happy when I saw the movie. I thought it lived up to all of its hype. And um, I, people say they thought that it was better than Endgame. I disagree. I don't think it was better than Endgame. But I think it's pretty much up there with Endgame and what they can do. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. You'll find out what I mean later on. Mm-hmm. Spoiler, spoiler. What about you? What did you think? What were you, I know your thoughts going into it, and I know how excited you were. What did you, you think? I honestly thought it was fucking awesome. Like I was, we were talking in our group chat earlier, and it really just felt so. I don't know. It just had a little bit of everything. Like it had. Um, action it had comedy it had story of redemption it had fan service it had um surprises it had unexpected spots it uh, it's going to play a huge role into future movies um it brought in old movies um there was death there was like 
it just had like to me it just had a little bit of everything and i really enjoyed it okay okay i can definitely see all of that and it's funny because like a lot of people hate when movies do fan service like batman vs superman and their fan service well then again the movie was all about that but yeah i think you're you're spot on like it had literally everything um I was excited to see it. I know you guys would be excited to see it and hear it. And you'll probably hear it in our voice as we continue to go down this memory lane of Spider-Man. No way home. No way home, baby. All right. So where should we start? Just start from the beginning, huh? Um, yeah, we could. Okay, alright. So, if you remember the previous Spider-Man movie, it left off with Mysterio dying, blaming Spider-Man for his death, and revealing that Spider-Man in the MCU is Peter Parker. Spider-Man No Way Home starts out at that exact moment. It literally, the exact moment. Peter Parker is on one of the uh, street streetlights, he hears about, uh, he sees like the news station saying that it's Peter Parker. He goes, what the? F-? And then he sees Mary Jane on the floor getting harassed by people, basically asking if she is Spider-Man's girlfriend. He jumps down to save her from these people, from this like mob of people. And she's, he starts swinging her around town and she's getting nauseous and she's like, oh, I don't like this. And then... Um, they end up going into the into the subway because everywhere they land, they like there's helicopters and stuff, and they're finding them. They go on top of a bridge, all the stuff. They go in the subway, and he's swinging down in the subway, and she's like, "Oh, that was that was even worse because they almost got hit by uh, a sub uh, subway car." <laughs> yep. Um, so then, for some reason, Peter thinks the best idea is to go back to uh, Aunt May's house or apartment. And it's funny because while they're there, uh, Aunt May is breaking up with Happy at the door. Peter and MJ sneak in through the window and they hear, like, Happy and Aunt May hear something. And Happy's like, basically, we, we don't have to end it, right? And then he hears the noise. He runs into the room, goes, I have to check that out at least. And Peter is basically naked, just in his underwear, and MJ's hug- hugging him. So they thought that they were having sex. So they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then Aunt May's like, wait, as long as you're protected, as long as you're being safe. Um, she said, oh, you're MJ. <laughs> yeah, and then she got so excited. Um, and then they're just talking. Um, Happy and Aunt May are just talking about, uh, you know, how their breakup or whatever. And Peter Parker is trying to say, like, hey, guys, pay attention, pay attention. And then all of a sudden, all of these helicopters, these people are outside, and they're all kind of looking for Peter. Yeah, he tries to, like, close all the blinds with, like, his spider web and, like, keep them closed. And when they look on the TV, they realize, like, their house and their building is on the news pretty much. And he's pretty much been casted as, like, a menace to society, Pretty much everybody turns on him. About I'd say about half half of the people turn on. Him. Yeah, because then that next scene, they're what were they? They were going back to school, and um, well, no, the, big... I think the next scene is when they get arrested. No, 
Yes. Yeah, you're right. And they get questioned. <laughs> and they question uh, Ned, MJ, Peter Parker, Aunt May, and Happy. MJ is like, I know my rights. You can't tell me nothing. And then they go to Ned and they were like, Hen, he's been here so long. Get him some food. Get him some water. He was like, yeah, you know, we heard we heard this other guy was uh, Spider-Man's best friend. And Ned's like, what are you talking about? I was the right-hand man. I did this. I did that. Da, 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 da. So he was like, so you're pretty much an accomplice, right? And he's like, I'd like to uh, take back everything I just said <laughs> from the record. Uh, and then Aunt May and uh, MJ are walking past Peter and both of them at the same time yell at Peter, don't say anything to them until you get a lawyer. <laughs> yep. So this whole scene is basically showing that, uh, like, the people who are against Spider-Man, they're saying, oh, Stark Industries is under investigation due to Spider-Man. Happy's getting in trouble because he's associated with, with Stark Industries. All this stuff. Um, I guess because they couldn't, they didn't have any evidence, they let them free. And um, they end up, they're sitting in Aunt May's apartment again. Happy, uh, Aunt May, and Peter. And they're talking to a lawyer. And all of a sudden, <laughs> this lawyer, spoilers, is Daredevil. Daredevil. <laughs> uh, what's his name? I know Matt Charlie Murdoch. Cox is the actor. Matt Murdock. Matt Murdock. Yep. So we have Matt Murdock's first appearance in the MCU, and he's basically telling Peter that they have nothing on him. He should be okay. His charges should be dropped. Aunt May, her charges should be dropped too. But he was not um, He was not working for Happy. And basically he's saying, like, Happy, you might be screwed. You and then you hear – Yeah. Oh, yeah. You must – you, you, you <laughs> got to get a really good lawyer, Happy. So as they're sitting there, you hear someone go, like, Mysterio was right. And someone threw a brick into Aunt May's window, and it was heading towards Spider-Man. And then Matt Murdock, without looking, because again, if you don't know, Daredevil's blind, he just puts his hand and catches his brick backhanded, then blocks Peter. And then Peter's like, how'd you do that? And he goes, I'm a really good lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> After telling Happy like at least six times, you're going to need a really good lawyer. You're going to really need a really good lawyer. You're going to need a really good lawyer. Yep. And then um, then Aunt May is like, oh, we're going to need to move. Little did we find out is that they actually uh, took over and moved into Happy's apartment. Which is funny because um, when they left Stark Industries, they were saying that there was a bunch of stuff that was missing from Stark Industries. And Happy's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I have nothing to do with that. I've been at this place the entire time. Um, so then they move in. That's when he's on FaceTime, right, with MJ? After they moved in, um, him and MJ are FaceTiming each other at night, just basically saying, oh, I miss you. Oh, I like you. Oh, I can't wait to see you tomorrow. Oh, like that lovey-dovey teenage shit. We're going back to school, but it's up. But the funny part about this is that Happy is basically sure. sitting there, laying there with a sleep apnea mask, and I guess was awake the whole time. He's like, all right, all right, we get it. You guys like each other. Cool. You'll see each other tomorrow at school. <laughs> He's like, were you listening to our conversation? He's like, not by choice. <laughs> 
So then the next day, um, they all go to school. Ned, MJ, they're all like associated. You have Flash Thompson, who's pretending to be Spider-Man's best friend, but we all know that he's not. So they walk into the school. Um, they get all. They kind of get separated. Like they send. They sense Peter Parker in first. MJ. They're all getting like metal detector, all that stuff. As they go in, the teachers from the first two movies. So you got the two teachers from that took them on the trip in the second one, and then the gym teacher in the first. They're all standing there in front of some mor- mural, mural of Spider-Man, basically saying like, "Oh." Uh, we we made this for you, and then the gym teacher's like, even though you're probably a terrorist, <laughs> and so you could see how even the teachers are split on if he's a good guy or a bad guy. So fun fact about that, you know uh, where that teacher's from, right? Which one? All three of them are pretty famous. So the one with the glasses. Yeah. That is the kid that was going to school in the Hulk that drank the gamma radiation. I knew. I think I. I think I knew that, or I yeah. heard something like that. That he's associated with the MCU. Yeah, he might be the longest reigning one if you think about it. True. <laughs> True. So, uh, yeah. So now they're at school. Uh, it's a big mess. Obviously, they're not really getting anything done. Um, Flash is trying to pretend that he's best friends. And if I miss anything here, you could jump in. But now it shows um, that that they're trying to get into college. So you got MJ, Ned, and Peter Parker all trying to get into the same college so they can kind of, you know, still be best friends. They end up on the roof of the school, and they're all talking about, hey, when we get into MIT, everything will be cool, but our backup college is in Boston. And Peter Parker's like, there's bad guys in Boston. I could still be Spider-Man. So then that's the whole focus at this point is that they're all kind of getting their letters and they're accepting letters or they're, declined letters and there's a whole scene of oh declined 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 and everyone's getting disappointed they get to the point that they go to mj's job and she's like at a diner i guess like a breakfast diner and they all go to open their mit letters at the same time each one of the letters uh basically says that they got denied due to the allegations that they have against them with the whole mysterio stuff and people thinking that Spider-Man is a terrorist of some sort. So it's funny because, um, and I caught this on where it was starting, which I'll go into more detail later. I know we talked about it before uh, off air, but um, when they were on top of the roof, MJ and Peter went there just to get away and kind of be together and be with each other. And then out of nowhere, Ned pops up and it's like, hey, what's up? And like, as they're talking, you can kind of see like almost a little separation of like Peter and MJ just want to be together. But like Ned's there and like Ned's inserting himself into their conversation type deal. And uh, I know there was a lot of uh, rumors going around that Ned would eventually um, reprise his role from the comics as the Hobgoblin. So I thought that was a little interesting little twist there. Um, And yeah. Agreed. So from there, when all the kids did not get into MIT, um, in the breakfast diner, there is still Halloween decor. And uh, MJ's boss is like, hey, uh, 
didn't I tell you guys to clean up this Halloween decor? And she's like, oh, no, you said somebody else to do that. And he's like, do it now. So they all kind of go their own way. Ned's like, hey, I got to go show this to my mom, even though we didn't get in. Um, MJ goes back to work. Flash Thompson actually shows up in the diner and was like, hey, guys, are you guys excited? And he has the MIT shirt on. And then he realized that they didn't get in. So Peter looks at one of the Halloween decor and he sees it's like a wizard. And he's like, oh, shit, like maybe I should go talk to Dr. Strange. He goes to Doctor Strange. Uh, there was like an avalanche or something that it made Doctor Strange's whole house like in snow. And he has these two, I guess, apprentices that are sitting there cleaning, scooping up the snow. And um, so basically he goes to uh, Doctor Strange and he's like, hey, can you use the time stone and make it people forget that I, you know, what Mysterio did? And he's like, did you forget that I don't have the time stone anymore? And he's like, oh. Okay, sorry to bother you, sir. And he goes, hey, we saved the world together. Don't call me sir. Call me Steven. And then he goes, okay, Steven. And he goes, that doesn't feel right. But then he <laughs> he thinks about a spell that would basically just erase the memory of that moment so people would forget that he was Spider-Man. So they go into this like basement dungeon thing and... Wong is like, eh, it's probably not the best idea. And then uh, Doctor Strange is like, do you remember this party? And he goes, no. And he goes, exactly. So they go downstairs. Doctor Strange seems pretty confident with this spell. Pretty confident. And he is basically saying like, oh, uh, let me just do this real quick. And then every single time he starts to spell, he's like, oh, wait, you're saying that everyone will forget me? And he's like, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, MJ needs to remember me. Oh, no, no, no. And then he would start to spell again. Oh, no, no. Ned needs to remember me. No, Aunt May needs to remember me. Oh, no. Uh, happy. So basically, every single time he starts to spell, Peter is interrupting the spell. It gets to the point that the whole spell gets, like, out of control, and Doctor Strange has to um, control it into this, like, little crystal thing. And uh, Doctor Strange got pissed about it, and he's like, you can't keep messing me up when I'm doing these spells. You're lucky I was able to contain the spell. And then he goes, uh, I'm glad that you came to me after all your options, but maybe it's best that you maybe don't worry about college, essentially. And he's like, you know, you did everything you need, you could, right? You, you made the calls and everything. And he's like, uh, I didn't know I can make calls <laughs> to the administration office. And then Dr. Strange is like, are you kidding me? Before you actually put in all your effort, you came to me to use magic? <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, he's like, get out, get out. Um, so you know what's funny about that is, um, as you're saying it, I just remembered it. Uh, so if you call back to what if, when the world is breaking down, Dr. Strange puts himself in and his universe into a certain, um, crystal sphere or box. And I'm pretty sure that's the same thing he did with the spell. So a little connection there. Yep. Yep. Um, so when Peter Parker gets kicked out of the Sanctum or Dr. Strange's house, whatever you want to call it, if you want to get technical, you can. Um, and he calls Flash. And because Flash is at like a mixer at Flash Thompson. So he calls him and he's like, hey, is that lady for the administration there? And he's like, oh, no, she just left. She's going to go. Um, she's going to go catch a plane. She's going somewhere. So he's like, oh, no. So he ends up 
swinging and trying to find her car on the highway that's currently stuck in traffic. She ends up finding the car. They're stuck in traffic. She's talking to him, and he's like, you know, uh, if you can just uh, look at theirs, like Ned and MJ, you don't have to worry about me. If you just look at them. And she's like, uh, this is pretty dangerous, like you're on a road. All of a sudden, on the road, <laughs> like you know, what I'm saying, like he's just standing on the road in the middle of traffic. So, so all of a sudden, you just hear boom, boom, and you could see how Spidey his like Spidey senses are tingling, or is Peter, Peter Tingle, if you want to go Ant Man, Peter Tingle, Peter Tingle. And um, so all of a sudden, all these cars are popping up, these cars are popping up, and you could see something heading toward Peter. And it is. Dr. Str- uh, Dr. Octopus, and he goes, hello, Peter. And Peter's just like, hi, do I know you? <laughs> because, again, remember, this. now that everyone knows his identity, anytime he goes anywhere, there's helicopters following him, people following him, taking photos. So anytime someone's like, Peter, Peter, Spider-Man, he's always like, hey. He's also, like, in, like, the Spider-Man nano suit. So, like, as he's swinging, looking for this administrator's car, He's in the Spider-Man nano suit, and when he finds the car and drops down, he like phases out of the nano suit. So he's got like his shirt and tie and suit like all crumpled up, like look like it hasn't been like ironed. So when his spider sense tingled and he put the nano suit back on, Doctor Octopus uh, says hi, Peter, to him in the Spider-Man costume. Yeah, so he hasn't seen his face. So then, uh, so they start that- fighting, which is cool. Uh, Doc Ock is throwing cars at him. He's dodging. Uh, Peter's trying to get people off the bridge. A car gets thrown off the bridge. Spider-Man saves the car, or like uses the web, saves the car, gets the people out, gets them to run. The car with the administrator um, in it, the driver leaves her with the doors locked for some reason, and her <laughs> car starts getting pushed off the edge. Her car gets uh, pushed off the edge. He saves her with the spider web, so now she's dangling. Doc Ock comes underneath the bridge, and they're fighting, and they're you know they're using he's using his arms or everything. He captures Peter, traps him, goes to do like the the knife in one of the arms, and goes to hit him in the chest, and the suit absorbs it, and it goes in the nanoparticles go into Doc Ock's arms, which then allows Peter or Spider-Man to control uh, Doc Ock's arms. So, but at this point, Doc Ock used one of his other arms and unmasked uh, Spider-Man. And he's like, you're not Peter Parker. And he's like, yes, I am. So now that Peter has the control of his arms, he's now using Doc Ock's one of his arms to help with the car, lift up the car, put the car back on the bridge, place the car there, and then helps Spider-Man and everyone else get back on the bridge, and he basically locks Doc Ock with the arms, like, locked in the ground, and Doc Ock is trying to punch him, but he can't move, and he's like, whoa, you gotta talk to me first. (laughs) Um, And then the administrator was like, wow, you're a hero, I will talk to them about, you know, helping you, MJ, Ned, uh, get into MIT. And Doc Ock is like, what is going on, what is going on? Really angry, really angry. Then all of a sudden you hear beep 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 and like a bomb hits the the bridge and starts blowing up cars and you see Green Goblin flying toward Spider-Man and then Spider-Man now appears in 
Doc Ock's basement. Oh, no, no, Doctor Strange's basement. Yeah. But now Doc Ock is in a jail cell, a magic jail cell, and so is Lizard. And Doctor Strange explains, hey, that spell attracted people to this universe that know Peter Parker because you messed up the spell. And he goes, I found that lizard thing in the sewer, luckily, and you found this guy, so we have two of them. There's a couple more. And Peter is like, oh, well, I saw the guy flying. Uh, He looked like an elf. And then Doc Ock was describing him saying, that's Norman Osborn, but if Norman Osborn's here, it's either somebody else or a ghost because Norman Osborn died. Yeah. Do you want to go from here? Um, Strange gives Peter like a magical like gauntlet, so where like he can shoot the uh people and put them automatically in the jail cell. Um, so then um he gets a call. If I remember correctly, he gets a call from uh from uh Aunt May saying that I think I found one of the people you're looking for. And Peter takes off running for Feast, and he's running through, running through, trying to find him, and then he finds uh, Aunt May. Oh, one part I missed. Um, Goblin, like, stores his uh, hoverboard in, like, a back alley somewhere, and his mask is hanging on the uh, dumpster. And Goblin is talking to, um, to, uh, to uh, like, to himself pretty much saying like he's weak he can't do this this that and a third and he like destroys the mask uh and then runs away so he finds him uh talking to aunt may and aunt may's like you know you gotta help him you gotta save him peter's like no like he has to go back and she's like question i think you missed the whole thing did i is that before i think that's after electro and, and sandman it is after Electra. If if I remember correctly, after um, Doctor Strange is like, "Here's your gauntlet," uh, Spider Man was like, "Well, I need help. I need I need my friends." So then he gets Ned right. and um, MJ over there to help him, and then Ned is making a comment saying, "My grandma always said I was magic, so you know we might have something in common." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 whatever." So they <laughs> go into the basement. And they are discussing and they're looking on the internet because Dr. Strange is like, find them, find them, find them. So they're on the internet and they're searching through the internet and they see that somebody appeared at some power plant somewhere in the middle of nowhere. So Spider-Man, he's swinging in the middle of nowhere. You could see it's like he's swinging on power lines, gets to a certain point. He's in a black suit now. He's not in his like nano suit because that got ruined because uh the nanobots like went into um doc ock so he doesn't have his nano well, suit right now he's his the suit that he's in is the suit that he spilt paint on that he was trying to get the paint out of so he flipped it inside out and he wore it inside out so the inside was the black wiring part of the suit yes yes yeah yes. because he didn't want to swing around with i think it was like blue or green paint on him the entire time <laughs> oh yep yep um so when he finally gets to this spot you see he's like sitting there with his with looking at the wristband and you can see behind him electro is starting to form and you can see the like with the electricity and electro forms 
and Spider-Man turns around because MJ and Ned are on, on on like his phone on his chest while he was swinging over there, and they're like, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it, and he goes and shoots like the the thing that like the power gauntlet thing to send him because basically if he hits him with the power gauntlet, they get sent immediately to a jail cell in Doctor Strange's basement. So he goes to shoot it, but because he was just he was still electric, um, it goes through him and it hits a tree. And a big tree gets sent to Doctor Strange's basement, and they're like, "Whoa!" And Ned and Ned and MJ are like, "Whoa!" So Peter's starting to fight um, Electro, and all of a sudden Sandman starts to come, and he's like, uh, "Sandman's like, hey Spider-Man, uh, what it, what's going on?" And he's like, "Hey, I'm not the same Spider-Man that you know, but help me stop this guy, and we'll talk." So Sandman helps Spider-Man kind of control Electro, get him down. He shoots him with the uh, the thing, sends Electro over to the the jail cell, and then all of a sudden, uh, Sandman's like, "What? What did you just do to him? Did you just kill him?" And he's like, "No, no, 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 no." And then uh, you could see Sandman started getting real big, getting ready to fight, and he zaps him in there too. <laughs> he's like, "Nope, not going through this." But the whole way that they got Electro to kind of power down is that Sandman was trapping him in like a sand tornado. And Spider-Man was taking all of the power, like the wiring, and he ended up pulling them all out so that Electro didn't have any like electricity to power up for him. So once he sends both of them there, he goes, hey guys, to MJ and Ned, he goes like, hey guys, I'm going to stay here and kind of fix all these cords so they can't, they have one less thing to blame me about. That's when Anime calls him and it's like, hey, I found one of your guys because he finally fixes everything. Now you he runs. Yeah, he runs to feast, and you know, uh, Osborne's talking. He's like, "I have no idea where I am." So he kind of feels like it's kind of like Osborne is lost, you know. And Aunt May pretty much tells him, like, you know, you have a responsibility. You know, with great power comes great responsibility. You have to like help them. He's like, "Okay." So he's like, "You know, Osborne trusts you." So he brings him back to uh, Doctor Strange's lab. And that's when he walks in and Osborne sees um, sees Dr. Octavius and is like, oh, Otto is Osborne. But how is that possible? And then um, Strange walks in and Strange shoots um, Goblin and puts him in a cell, too. So he's kind of like freaking out. And he's like, no, 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 we're going to help him. So he's like, now that we got them all back, you know, we have to bring them back. Um, but then they find out that they all died in their respective universes. And, and if they go back, they're going to go back into the time of when they all died. And Peter's like, well, you know, if they go back, we're going to kill them. He's like, every Spider-Man in that universe killed them. We need to save them back. We can't send them here because then more people are going to come out. Um, and then the lizard talks and they're like, wow, we didn't know he could talk. So then, um, Strange goes to pretty much finish the spell and lock the box up, hit this button that sends them all back. And Peter grabs the box and starts running outside. But then Strange does his little finger magic deal and opens a portal. So Peter starts falling through the universe, like I think like 10 times. And then he catches the box and he's fighting Strange. And then um, finally Strange hits him with the what? That's what I was going to say. Before they, uh, before they go in the magic, the mirror uh, realm. Yeah. Strange hits him with the, the outer body punch. 
the outer body experience. So Spider-Man is holding on to the box and Peter's just floating outside of his body. He's like, whoa, what did you do to me? This is so cool. And Strange is like, I'm going to take the box now. And he goes to reach for the box. He goes like this and this. He goes, how are you doing that? And in my Yeah, it was head, like I'm, almost like his, his spidey senses were making moves without him in his body. It was kind of weird that they never really explained it. That's actually exactly how I took it. It's like his body's still there, so his spider sense is still there. But his soul is outside of his body. Um, so then you see Peter kind of like swimming back into his body, flies in. Then Strange puts him in a mirror verse, so like everything starts like collapsing. But then um, Spider-Man realizes that the mirror verse is just geometry. So he gets all excited and he starts doing like mathematical equations to like the objects that are folding and bending and uh, I think Strange hits him with a train at one point, and they're like, fly, they're like running on the train, fighting on the train. And then uh, Strange is like, "You can't do this. You don't know what's gonna happen. You know they have to go back. You know you're gonna you're gonna bring in other um, universe universal people that know you, Peter Parker." He's like, "You know, I, but I gotta try. I just have to try." So then he does his geometry, and then he traps Strange in this giant spider web takes the box, hops out of the portal, and locks Strange in the portal. And he takes his uh, ring. Oh, he takes his power ring, too. Yeah. So he gives... Uh, he's back with MJ and Ned in uh, Strange's basement, and he gives Ned the ring and MJ the box and says, if you don't hear from me or I don't come back, press the button. So Ned's, like, all, like, in awe because he has Strange's power ring. He's like, oh, I'm magical. I got magical hands. And he was like, hey, by the way, uh, we know the lizard talks. Is this tree like some mythical creature, or did he grow, or does he talk too? And he's like, Ned, it's just a tree. <laughs> no, that's uh, uh, Electro was like, bro, it's just a tree. Oh yeah. <laughs> so then, uh... when he gets back, uh, yeah, Spider Man's basically going like, "Hey guys, I have this plan. I want to see if I can help you guys." And they're like, "Whoa, why would we do that?" Blah blah. blah. And you could see. Like, even the villains were turning on each other. Like, uh, Doc Ock is, is saying, like, why would, I, why would I help you? And then Electro's like, well, I like this new world power, this, like, electricity. It feels nice, and I'm a different person. Because even, um, you got to think, Lizard and Electro were from the same universe. And they knew each other because they both worked at Oscorp. And Lizard yep. is going, hey, Max, weren't you some nerdy guy with a comb over? Like, you didn't have any friends. This is not who you are. And Max is like, yeah, but I like it. This is who I am now. And then he was like, didn't you die because you were, you know, you were turning people into lizards kind of thing? And then all the villains kind of figure out how they died. And then even Doc Ock's like, I just remember I had my sun sun machine and i was in the river and then all of a sudden oh wait i came here and then even like sandman was uh because he never died if you know he he never died in any of the movies so he he even yeah. said he goes norman you got killed by your own glider and um doc ock you drowned uh in whatever the hudson river or whatever and they're like no 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 way and then basically Electro and Lizard were doing the same thing. Like um, Electro was like, you died, Dr. Connor. I was like, you were a, a, a great scientist, blah, 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 and um, stuff like that. 
they like couldn't remember anything after a certain point after they were fighting Spider-Man. Yeah. So he was like, do I stay here and die or do I go with you and possibly die? Well, yeah. here's my option. So then Spidey's basically like, all right, let's figure this out. He takes all five, all five of them to Happy's apartment, which is <laughs> not the best idea. But Lizard stays in the truck. So here's the thing. Um, when they went to Aunt May, when Peter went to Aunt May to go find Norman, they took the truck because she works at like a food bank or something like that, it seems like. Oh, Feast. It's the uh, homeless shelter. Yeah. She works at to help people. So she took um, the Feast truck to to basically to transport Norman Osborn and Spider-Man to Doctor Strange's house. And that was before the whole Doctor Strange Spider-Man fight. Yeah. So then they take that same truck and they go from Doctor Strange's place to Happy's apartment. But the whole time from the uh, the homeless shelter to Doctor Strange's, from Doctor Strange's to Happy's place, um, the Daily Bugle uh, reporter was following him the whole way. Oh, that's right. Because then he calls uh, J. Jonah Jameson, who is just spewing at the mouth that Spider-Man is a medicine. Spider-Man must die. The fact mm-hmm. that they use the same character for him makes me so incredibly happy. Yes. Um, and he was like, leave them there. Don't let them out of your sight. Um, and then when they get to Happy's... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. When they uh, when they get to Happy's, uh, like Rob said, everybody got out, but Lizard stayed in the truck. Um, remember earlier, Happy was under investigation because something was taken from Stark Industries that they couldn't find. And um, Electro's like, I feel gener- uh, a large amount of power down here. And he goes down into the basement and they realized that they took the fabricator that was on the Quinjet that helped build Spider-Man's suit in um, the last one, uh, Far From Home. I thought it was and just in the next room, not in the basement. Was it in the next room? Yeah, because it remember when they... An apartment, right? Yeah, and when they opened it, it fucked up the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, it like shot something out and like destroyed one of the cabinets. Um, so now Peter is like he he his plan is he's gonna fix everybody. So he's gonna turn uh, the lizard back into the doctor in human form. He's gonna take all the electricity out of Electro. Um, him and Norman realize that um, a chip in Doc Ock's uh, octopus arms malfunctioned, which is the reason on why they control him and he doesn't control it. Which so that they, they basically they show that all in Spider Man too. Yeah. So they finally fix the chip and uh he's still Doc Ock is still under like uh the nanotech from Spider Man's suit. Mm-hmm. So he raises him up and he's got him like under his will and Doc Ock's trying to fight it and he replaces the chip in his neck and Doc Ock like it looks like he dies. And he's just hanging yeah. there. And then he comes back and he's him again, like the chip worked. So they're like, all right, they're on to something. So he's like, how can I help? Meanwhile, Doc Ock was the first person to be like, I'm not helping. I'm not doing this. This is stupid. So then uh, they create a what looks like an Iron Man centerpiece for Electro for his chest. So that way he could suck out all the electricity from his body. 
Um, they make a shot for uh, Lizard, so that way he can turn back. And uh, I think they made a, a shot for a Sandman as well. Uh, they never actually got to that point because he basically, at one point when Electro and Sandman were talking, it was when they gave Electro that thing for his chest to kind of take the electricity out of him so he's not as... And uh, even Sandman was like, I just want to go home to my daughter and the faster we can do this is the faster we can get out. But at yeah. that point, he was like, I'm going to be the last person they fix. Uh, that's right. And uh, Electro was like kind of skeptical because he was like, I like Numi. I like the power. I don't want to go back. He's like, it's a blessing. And it had like green lights around like the center of it. So like when all the green lights lit up, uh, the electricity was fully gone. And I guess uh, he's getting like, uh, Peter's walking around doing something. And then his spider sense like tingles like to a thousand. And you realize J. Jonah Jameson's outside with people in the van and they're about to come up. He's and looking you got around. Lizard still in the truck. Lizard still in the truck, and he's looking around, looking around, looking around, and then he shoots a web out at Norman and like traps his arm because Norman's holding something. And they're like, you know, why would you do it? Why would you do it? Then you realize that they weren't going to take Goblin out of Osborne. Osborne wanted to, or Goblin wanted to kill Osborne so he could be full Goblin mm-hmm. and take over. Um, then Electro kind of makes his decision, rips the piece off of his chest, and a big fight ensues. And I think that's when Electro grabs the uh, arc reactor. Yep, so Electro grabs the arc reactor that was powering the whole thing that they were working on. You had um, Doc Ock, because Electro was like, I liked you better before when you were angry to Doc Ock, because that thing calmed him down. Uh, Doc Ock kind of gets thrown out and he kind of scurries away, like he just runs away. And then you have Electro, who is basically, he's got the arc reactor and he's like all powerful. So he kind of does his own thing. So now you got um, Sandman, who basically runs away also at that point. Him and and Electro kind of go in their own way. So then you have uh, Lizard, who breaks out of the van and starts running up the building. And then you have Norman Osborn, who's like super fucking super serum kind of thing, like super soldier serum. And Spider-Man's fighting uh, Norman, and he's getting his ass whooped. Like, Spider-Man's getting his ass whooped. Like, he's getting power bombed through like three <laughs> floors of a building. Lizard crawls up and he goes, you see, when you interfere with people, this, there's always consequences. And then he's fucking up Spider-Man. So they got two of them fucking up Spider-Man. Um, Aunt May at one point grabbed something before the fight broke out. She grabbed something which I believe were like pieces of all of the like the there were pieces of the stuff to repair to fix the bad guys, right? So the only one that was full was the um the goblin one. The goblin syringe. But I don't even No, actually it was full. But it plays a role. So what happens is May runs. She's running down the, the stairs because the elevator's not working. Spider-Man's getting his ass whooped. You got um, uh, jo- JJ is outside with all his people while, uh, videotaping it, kind of going like, look, Spider-Man, blah, 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 blah. Spider-Man and Norman end up getting to the lobby. 
slam down. Spider-Man is like about to die. Norman is on top of him, choking him out, right? Mm-hmm. And Aunt May comes up behind him and stabs him with what she thinks is the cure. Like Andy was saying, it was not the cure. It was to get rid of Norman and to make him full goblin. Yep. She didn't realize that. So when that happened, he took it and he like got all happy. He he got on his glider, um, and Spider Man is down. Uh, May is in the corner, and he throws a bomb in the direction of May. Spider Man misses. He doesn't stop it. An explosion happens. May is on the ground. Spider-Man's on the ground. The whole front of the lobby of the building basically explodes. And on his way out, Goblin throws bombs at cop cars and all these other, like, the news station cars, everything, and flies away. Well, also, um, so Spider-Man did stop the one bomb. But uh, Goblin called for his glider which busted through the window and hit Aunt May. Yes. So Aunt May was down. And then when Goblin threw the bomb, Spider-Man kind of jumped in front of it. I don't know if he hit it essentially, but the bomb still exploded and like shot him feet back. Um, and then Goblin escaped. And um, also side note, I realized that even though there was no Iron Man, and Doc Gock's Spider-Man universe, he talks about how him and Peter were working on the power of the sun, which he says was the arc reactor. Hmm. Even way back then, I never knew that that connected. And did you say, just to verify, when Doc Gock was cured, Uh the metal arms went back to Peter and gave Peter back the nanotech. Yeah, Peter took it back. Yeah, Peter took it back. So now Doc Ock does not have the nanotech anymore, and Peter has the nanotech armor on him. Yeah. Which is probably what saved his life from the bomb. Yes. So at this point, May has been hit by the glider, and the whole lobby exploded essentially while she was there. She got up before Peter did and was looking for him. He was able to get up and they were like, okay, let's get out of here. She was like, I just need to rest. I just need to rest. And she kind of falls to the ground. And he's like, oh my God, I think I broke a rib. And she's on the ground just going, let me just rest. Let me just rest. And he goes to like put his arm underneath her and realize that there's blood everywhere. And at this point, Happy is pulling up to um, his apartment building because he has a security camera and he saw Peter walk in with these people. And he actually called Peter and goes, who are you bringing it to my apartment, essentially? <laughs> that ring doorbell, man. <laughs> yeah, so he pulls up. Uh, Happy pulls up to the building, but as he's pulling up to the building, there's military about to go into the building, so they immediately arrest Happy. Happy is on the car. Get, he's getting arrested, and he's just screaming, Peter, run. Peter, run. Peter, at this point, has May in his arms, and she is basically giving him the, with great power comes great responsibility speech, and is saying that he tried to do the right thing, even though it didn't turn out the way he wanted. 
and she ends up dying. The sad part about all of that is he's like, I think I broke a rib. And she's like, I just need to catch my breath real quick. Mm-hmm. I just need to catch my breath real quick. And then she catches her breath and dies. And this like was so unexpected that because she was the first one up, I was like, okay, she she made it. And then you could just see him. Again, he's he's supposed to be in high school. He's a senior in high school. And you could see in his face, and again, I, I know later on I'm gonna get a little bit more on the the thought the thought process side, but like you could see in his face that he's like realizing that he made a mistake and this mistake like is killed his aunt, his only like true family. Cost him everything. And he's just sitting there crying and just like, no, no, no. And Happy's like, Peter, run. And he just kind of looks at her and goes, I'm sorry. And then kind of runs, right? And then you see him on top of a building just like you can see he's just – he's broken. Because not only did he just lose his aunt, but fucking Green Goblin like whooped his ass. And all these villains are loose and like – they're about to go fuck people up, right? Did you did you catch also that I don't think she was dead until he left? Oh, cause because a tear a tear rolled from her eye. A tear dropped from her eye as soon as he like left. So I wasn't that I didn't catch if like that was like his tears or if that was her tears, and like. To think of like the time span of what this kid's been through, he just left, lost Tony Stark, his mentor. Um, Aunt May was the only one that was left. He, like you said, he's a he's a high school senior that's going through all of this pain, and um, um, I forgot where I was going through with, with that, but it looked like Happy like kind of stopped in front of them and like didn't move to give him time. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, all right, here's what happened. All right, now I got to escape. Yeah. So this is like, this is when this, the movie really hits its stride. Like in the beginning, it was establishing. Then it showed like the college that they were trying to get into college. Then it showed like them capture the villains, gave the story about like why he has saved them. He made the mistake. Someone died. Big emotional, like, roller coaster going up and you can see he's like destroyed you could see peter is like destroyed he's sitting on top of a building you could like see it in his face he's crying all the stuff it then goes to ned and uh mj but before they left before they went to happy's apartment he left the box peter left the box with mj and ned and basically said that if you don't hear from me, press the button. and Because if they press the button, this is all over. Like everything's over. All these villains and everyone goes back to their time and they die and their lives go on exactly the way that they left it, right? Yep. So if MJ just hit the button, May would have been alive. If mm-hmm. Peter, Peter would have hit the button before they went to Happy's apartment, Aunt May would have been alive. If yeah. Peter let Doctor Strange hit the button, Aunt May would be would be alive right now. And that's everything he's going through in his head 
on why he is the reason. Um, also, I was just thinking about this. I could be 100% wrong, uh, but listeners, um, or Rob, if you remember, Spider-Man, the Miles Morales game, when they're inside Ned's house, tell me that's not Miles's house. The way the dining room and everything was set up looked exactly like Miles Morales's house. I could uh, be a thousand percent wrong. I'm going to say I didn't play the game because I have a PlayStation, but I, I don't know. I mean, I think, uh, I mean, Ned and his mother or his grandmother were there, so I don't know if, you know, it was clearly Ned's house. It's true. That's true. Um, so, but yeah, so you're right. If she would have hit the button, and I think even like, um, I think it's uh, Octavius who's like, wow, how did he get her? Because she's like swinging the box around. I'll press it. I'll do it. I'll press mm-hmm. it. Watch yeah. it. So at this point, we're at Ned's house, and it's Ned and MJ sitting at his dining room table. And MJ's like, have you heard from him? He's like, no, no, I can't get in touch with him. And um, MJ's like, I, could, I should just press it. I should just press it. And uh, Ned has Doctor Strange's ring, the portal ring. Again, if you watch Doctor Strange, it's not like you can magically know how to make this ring work. Like it, you need some kind of skill to make it work. And you could just Ned is kind of just like talking with his hands, and he's like, "I wish I could see Peter right now. I, I wish I could see where he is." And he just goes like this, and he's like, "I wish I can just see where he is." And a portal opens, and from afar you see Spider Man. And MJ and Ned are like, Peter, come here. Come here, Peter. Come here through the portal because they know how the portal works. And all of a sudden, a Spider-Man hops through the portal and they, they both look at him and and he pulls off his mask and it's Andrew Garfield. And they're both like, you're not Peter. And he goes, no, I'm Peter Parker. I'm Spider-Man. And they're like, no, you're not. That." Prove it. And he goes, uh, how do I prove it? Climb on the ceiling. I'm not doing that. And he just <laughs> he just jumps up and just puts one hand on the ceiling and just hangs. And then the grandmother or the mother comes in and speaks in Spanish and goes, can you basically, can you get the spider, the cobwebs out of the corner? So he jumps on the ceiling, climbs across the ceiling, takes the cobweb off the corner, <laughs> and then jumps down and goes, is that a good? Is that good enough? And they're like, okay. And then basically he's like, uh, I know I'm not from your world. Um, I know I'm not from your world. And I'm here. To, I could feel that the, the Spider-Man from this world needs my help. So then Ned's like, all right, let me try again. Um, MJ starts throwing bread at him. He's like, stop that. That's not how my spider sense works. <laughs> He's like, isn't your, your tingle going? He's like, yeah, not for bread though. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ned does it again. And now the portal pops up behind him. And all of a sudden a guy in just regular clothes walks through the portal and it is Toby Maguire. <laughs> and he's like, they're like, Peter? He's like, yeah, I'm Peter Parker. And he's like, what? And doesn't he – oh, because then all of a sudden – so now there's two Spider-Mans. It's Tobey Maguire and Peter – and Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. And they start almost like getting prepared start for a battle. Yeah. But they don't touch. Like they just shoot the webs at each other. 
And then Ned's grandma is like, "No, stop!" And then she tells them that they have to clean, he, they have to clean the spiderwebs off her house. And they're like, "Oh yeah, 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 okay, we could do that." Um, so basically, you have this scene with Ned and MJ, and both Spider-Mans are in it, and it's just wild. And all of a sudden, the two Spider-Men are just like, "Hey." Uh, when we got sent to this earth, we could feel uh, trouble and we could feel this other Spider-Man needed our help and we've been looking for him since we got here. Um, do you guys happen to know where he is? And they're like, oh, I don't know. And then um, Tobey Maguire's like, yeah, if I ever needed just some space alone, I would go to the Chrysler building. And then Andrew Garfield's like, yeah, I would go to the Empire State building. And they're like, oh, yeah, those are good views. And then MJ's like, oh, I think I know where he is. So now goes back to Peter and MJ and Ned find him and they give him this big hug and it was kind of emotional because you could see like Peter Parker really upset and his friends like you could tell that that meant a lot to him and they're like it's okay we know what happened because on the news they were like somebody died and then MJ's like hey there's people here to see you and Peter gets up and he gets like fighting stance and the other two Spider-Man jump down and they're like, hey, we're here to help. And our Peter Parker, the MCU Peter Parker's like, I just want to kill him. Uh, you guys, It's over. I, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. It's over. Aunt May's dead. Aunt May's dead. And it was interesting like that um, both of the old school Peters are talking about Uncle Ben and how Uncle Ben died and how, you know, the great – what great power comes great responsibility and, and kind of uh, Tobey Maguire finishes what our Spider-Man was saying, like that Aunt May said. I thought it was really interesting though because both the old school Spider-Man, clearly they were talking from experience and how they've been Spider-Man for a while. They were able to describe the villains that are currently here but also were like, sorry. They were also talking about like Andrew Garfield's like, I lost Gwen, and when I lost Gwen, I got so, like, spiteful and bitter and angry and aggressive, and he basically was talking about how even after Gwen died, because that was the last we saw him, basically, he became such, like, an angry Spider-Man, and even then, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, he's like, yeah, I, I killed the guy who I thought killed Uncle Ben, and it didn't make any anything better. And I'm still working on things like of, you know, he's still working on his own demons of his Spider-Man. So it was just cool to kind of have these guys talk about almost how they reacted after their movies ended. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. And um, the Tom Holland Spider-Man kind of was put back a little bit because he was like don't talk to me about knowing what i've been through da, 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 da. and as he's doing that that's when they start like going and everything like hey you're not the only one that lost somebody like this job's hard but we're here to help you and um and then they agree to like help like find the cure right mm -hmm. and they go to the um like a lab the, yeah, the lab, and they're all working on it. And MJ looks up at Tom Holland and goes, hey, 3U, that's kind of cool. 
And then Ned starts talking to Andrew Garfield and he's like, oh, so what happened with you? Do you have a best friend? He was like, yeah, but he tried to kill me right before. I think he killed him or something like that. Uh, he said, oh. he said, uh, he tried to kill me, but then he died trying to save me. Yeah. He died in my arms. And then um, Ned's like very cautious around like Tom Holland, Spider-Man now. And he's like, oh, oh. And they're like looking at each other and he's like, hey. I'll never try to kill you, buddy. We'll always be friends. He's like, thanks. So then they're working on things and they're kind of like talking. And uh, I think MJ calls for Peter and the infamous comic picture pops up where you have Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in the back, like side by side. And then you have um, Tom Holland right in the front. And she's like, oh, Peter. And they're like, which one? Oh, me? Oh, uh, you mean this one? And it's like, oh, we got to come up with names for each other. I was one waiting thing, for them to do that. <laughs> one thing I wanted to add before you got to that part is that when Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire were talking while they were doing it before Ned popped over, Tobey Maguire was like, hey, so, like, do you have anybody? Like, because, you know, like, uh, Tom Holland has Ned and MJ, and then Tobey Maguire has MJ. And, Andrew Garfield, Gwen, yeah. you know, died. So he's like, hey, do you have anybody? And he's like, no, I think just like in this line of work, people like us don't don't ever, don't get so lucky. And then he was like, do you have anybody? And he's like, well, yeah. I mean, I messed up and I had like an eternal crisis for a while, but we're still working on things. And, you know, she helps me out. So it kind of just showed that again, even after Spider-Man 3, him and MJ were still working on their relationship because in Spider-Man 3, he fucked up. And, like, she left and all that stuff. Uh, and the then whole, it shows... Yeah. Huh? That's where he has, like, the whole symbiote suit, right? When he's dancing down the street. Yeah, yeah. So it's just cool how, you know, he kind of <laughs> describes, like, hey, I'm still working on my marriage, and it's never easy, but she's always there. And then the fact... A thing I want to get deep about, like Garfield's Spider-Man, is that you can see the pain that he still carries because of Gwen, and you can see that really weighs on him a lot, and that will play later. And you can also tell he's pretty lonely. Um, so I think that that carries a lot, especially in these little these little moments. That like even like I said, he says that he got bitter and angry and aggressive after Gwen, and then in this scene he's like, "Oh no, people like us, people like us, uh, we, like people like us don't deserve. You know, maybe we just don't get people." So I thought that was pretty interesting, actually. Yeah, I feel like that was like a huge like story arc for him too, because like, um. You can tell he was still trying to fight through it. So it was almost like the three different stages of, um, of uh, what is it called? The stages of... Grief? Not like depression, but like grief. So or like death. Spider yeah, so like you had Tom Holland Spider-Man who it just happened to. So like he's kind of like angry about it. And then you still had... Uh, um, um, Andrew Garfield who's like he's still trying to get through it and he's bitter but he's like 
still it, like it still hits him hard. And then you got Tobey Maguire, who's like, I went through all of this. I'm you know, I'm at peace now. But this type of stuff happens. It was almost like uh, oldest brother, middle brother, youngest brother, a dynamic. Yeah. But I think he needed that because that I think they did a really good job with his character only because like it literally was right after the second Spider-Man. Plus, you could tell in his character that what happened to him like affected him. So like he it never like changed in this movie. It kind of just kind of progressed with it, which I think was a big thing for him. So after this part they realized that they have to make a plan and their plan was to, you know, go somewhere safe to lure the guys so they can kind of trick them and, you know, use these things that they just created. Right. Yep. So, um, Jonah Jameson is on his show and Tom Holland calls in on the show and he's like, look at this. We have, you know, villain Spider-Man. So Tom Holland is basically saying like, Hey, um, this is all my fault. And Jonah Jameson's like, yeah, of course it is. Ha ha. So he's like, I'm going to try to fix this. Um, if you guys can, you know, pray for me, I'm going to do my best. And uh, then he's like, and for those villains, if you're watching, this is where we're going to be. And he's at, they're at the Statue of Liberty, which has been um, being remodeled to have Captain America's shield instead of like the torch. Which, so now that I'm thinking about it, that Statue of Liberty was destroyed in the Avengers in the Battle for New York, right? I'm pretty sure. Are you thinking about X-Men? No, the Avengers. When they had the Battle in New York? I don't like, remember being destroyed, destroyed, to be honest with you. I Maybe not. Because I know a, lo- a lot of the, the MCU movies have gone back for like the uh, Battle in New York. And like a lot of things are different because of it. But um, they uh, at first I thought it was the same uh, scene that they were fighting at for Spider-Man Three when it was Sandman, when it was uh, Venom, and it was the Goblin. I thought it was the same like structure, which if it was, that's really awesome that they put it and they did a really good job in doing little things like that. Uh, I'll explain more later. It was not the same, though. It was not. But it was not the same. No. But the the structure of it, like being a construction site, because I think the other one in Spider-Man 3 was a construction site, too. Yep. So they had, like, little, like, nuances here on, like, the battle from 3 in this one, but they were all on three different Spider-Men. So um, the three Spider-Men are having this, like, whole conversation um, before the villains get there about how – and they, they discover this in the lab, but they really talk about it now. <laughs> and so all three Spider-Man are without their mask, and they're kind of just talking about how Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland have to like make their webs, and then Tobey Maguire, it just comes out of him. So they're like, so that, that just comes out of you? It, does it only come out of your wrist, or does it come out of other parts of your body? And then Tobey <laughs> Maguire's like – just my wrist. And and they're like, can you explain? Because like and then Andrew Garf was like, it's really hard to make these webs and like I run out of webs all the time. And then and Tom McGuire's like, uh, well, 
I can't really explain how I breathe. It's kind of just like something like that. It just happens. So there, it's kind of cool how you could see like they're just kind of bantering with each other and just kind of like, you know, getting to know each other, making jokes and, and kind of relating on things that, that only these three people would know. You guys ever have a web blocker? I get web blockers all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. He goes, he goes, don't you ever get like a web block? And he, and then Tobey Maguire's actually, he's like, actually, I did back in the day. And it was a mind thing. I, I had web block. <laughs> so then at this point, uh, you can hear Electro coming, coming through the clouds because he's electric and he's coming through. And all three Spider-Man are like swinging, and they kind of all land on the Statue of Liberty's head, like one, two, three, all with their masks, like fucking ready to go. And I was like, "Oh my god, that's cool!" And like the the theater popped when the two Spider-Man came out of the portals, and they definitely popped at that moment because it was like, "Fuck yeah!" Now they're all in their costumes because before they all weren't. Like uh, even in the lab at the lab. Um, Andrew Garfield actually looked at Tobey Maguire. He's like, so, like, are you going to keep dressing like a, a pasture that is trying to be cool? Or do you have your costume? And then Tobey Maguire's like, he just pulls his shirt down and goes, yeah, I got my costume. So this is the first time all three of them are in their costume. And it's all, like, their respective costume from their respective movies. Yeah. Which so was now, hard to keep up with at times during the fight. It was they they do they they are different, but yeah, I, it was hard to keep track. Yeah. Um. So now you got Electro coming from the sky, you got Lizard coming from the water, you got Sandman coming through. So now it's three on three, right? No Doc nope. Ock, no Green Goblin. So the and but before they got there, the Spider Man kind of like put the the cures all around the Statue of Liberty. So they're all they all kind of go their own ways. They're not really working as a team. They keep bumping into each other. Their webs are cutting each other's webs off, and they're they're <laughs> they're struggling. You can see they're struggling, and they're getting their ass whooped. So at a point, they all kind of um, stop for a second, and they go, "Hey, like uh, we're clearly not good at this. Like we don't really work well as teams." And Toby and Andrew are like, "Yeah, we've never really worked as a team before." And then Tom Holland's like, oh, oh, not to brag, but uh, I've worked as a team. Like, I know how to work as a team. I was part of the Avengers. And then (laughs) Toby and Andrew are like, the Avengers? Whoa, what's that? And they're like, you don't have an Avengers where you are? Wait, are you in a band? That's so cool. And he's he's like, no, 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 Avengers, like, world's mightiest. And, like, he doesn't get to say, like, heroes because then Toby's like, we got to go. We got to go. And then (laughs) – and then Tom Holland's like, all right, one guy at a time. Let's work together. Cool. So they all throw their, their mask back on. They jump off the Statue of Liberty. All three dive. And you can hear them all going like, woo. And they're, they're screaming, having a good time. And then they're all swinging. And did you notice this? They're swinging. And I don't know which Spider-Man was. One of them gets ahead of the other two. The other two web either, – either that one Spider-Man either webs both of them. Uh-huh. And like launches them, or the other two Spider Man get a, a web on the one in the middle, and then they pull. So like all three are swinging, the one in the middle stops. Two webs either come from him or go to him, and he pulls to launch the other two going faster. 
I did not see that. Um, but what you just made me think of when they jump off the the top of the Statue of Liberty, and they're all coming down. If you look, I could be a hundred percent wrong. I know I, I know I'm right at least about one of them. But if you look, each pose that they do coming down is their respective Spider-Man movie covers. Oh, yeah. I did not notice that, but that's cool. Because I think it's uh, I think it's Toby where he's got his arms up and he's like dropping down like that. Um, but I noticed that I was like, "There's something here in this part," and I was like, "Oh, maybe." I gotta go back and relook, but I'm pretty sure they're they're all the covers. That's cool. But I did not see the 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 extra pull or the slingshot. That's you need to cool. you, like it, it was cool. I was like, yo, that's cool. Um, so their whole target they were they were targeting Sandman first or Electro first, I think. Uh, Basically, they were trying to target one of them. It didn't work. So you had Andrew Garfield fighting Electro. You had a Tobey Maguire fighting Sandman, and then yep. you had Tom Holland fighting the Lizard. The lizard. So um, now Ned and MJ are still in the lab, and Ned opens up a portal for some reason. And the portal is – I can't remember why, but he opens up a portal, and it leads right to Statue of Liberty, right where the oh, fighting cause... is. They had to throw – they were coming for the box. So he threw the box through the portal back to MJ once they got there because that's yes. how they lured them to the Statue of Liberty. But ne- – oh, because Ned couldn't figure out how to close the portal. That was the yeah. issue. Yeah. He's like, somebody's got to walk through. <laughs> yeah. So um, so basically um, Andrew Garfield's getting fucked up. And he's like, he's like, hey Max, Max, like we're good, man. Let's let's just talk, because that's you know what happened in that movie. And then you see Tobey Maguire's inside. He's like, Tobey Maguire's like, all right, I'm gonna lead Sandman inside the Statue of Liberty. You guys meet me there with the cure. So Sam, uh, Tobey Maguire's in the Statue of Liberty, going up to the top, and Sandman's just filling up the top, uh, like filling up the Statue of Liberty, and you could start seeing like Tobey Maguire's like drowning in the sand but before that um lizard notices that the the portal was open he ends up going into the portal and tom holland goes and chase after him protects mj and ned but mj and ned end up running to the statue of liberty and getting out of the lab and then lizard and spider-man follow or tom holland follow tom holland's able to uh like get them out safe and now he's trying to like fight them um, Electro is fucking up Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland comes out. He's able to swing, get the cure for Sandman, f- swing up to the top, and is able to throw the cure through like the holes in the in like the 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 crown of the Statue of Liberty. And Tobey Maguire's arm was able to grab it and then pop it down. Yeah. And, and then basically turn Sandman into, like, a normal person again. At the same time, Sandman is now turned into a normal, and Toby's like, stay here. He goes back out, but then Electro shoots a big electric charge into the head of the Statue of Liberty, which basically, like, basically looks like a, a big bomb goes off, and I'm like, so Sandman's dead. Like, that was my first Excuse thought. <laughs> and, and Taylor even said, she's like, so he's dead. Like, 
That's exactly where he was left. Spider-Man got out of there, and it just looked like the whole thing exploded. Yeah. And we both look at it. Okay. So then at this point, um, you have Electro who's getting fucked up, or who's fucking them up. Doc Ock comes in, grabs one of the Spider-Man, I can't remember which one, and then Electro's, uh, he says, I'll get this from here, basically looking like he's a bad guy now. Um, and like Electro's like, oh yeah, I'm like powerful now. I got this thing. I got this thing. Arc reactor. And then all of a sudden, Doc Ock just clamps onto the him on the arc reactor, pulls the arc reactor off, and puts the cure thing into him. And you could just see like the little green. It went really fast this time. Knocked his powers out. He collapsed. And then um, Tom Holland is still fighting Lizard. Shoots the blast of like the smoke into Lizard's face. And at the same time, Ned and MJ are trying to get out. So he keeps trying to open portals. But this portal... Oh, no. As they're running away from Lizard, actually, they open up a portal and there's water. And it kind of pushes the Lizard down back toward Tom Holland, which is how he got secure. But one of the portals gets Doctor Strange um, comes out. He grabs the box. And they're like, no, 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 wait, wait. It's working. His plan is working. And Doctor Strange sees that Lizard is now back to normal. We still don't know about uh, Sandman. Uh, Electro is now downed. And then all three Spider-Mans show up. And he's like, wait, what? Three Spider-Man? What is going on? What is going on? Right? <laughs> but at this... Right at, at this point... Uh, Andrew Garfield goes to uh, Electro because he's down. And he's like sitting there. He goes, "Hey man, I'm I'm all I'm maxed out. Like I got no juice. Like I can't fight you." And he's like, Are "You sure?" He's like, "Yeah, I, I can't I can't fight you." <laughs> so then he pulls off his mask and he's like, "Hey Max, like it's me, like Spider Man." And he goes, "Oh man, I always you're." He's like, "You're just a kid." And he goes, "Yeah," and he's like, "Man." I knew I liked you because you always helped like poor people in like the bad areas. He goes, too bad though. I thought you were black. <laughs> and Andrew Garfield just go, he's just like, I'm sorry. And then Jamie Foxx or Electro is just like, there's got to be a black Spider-Man out there somewhere. Which again, I think it was teasing Miles Morales, right? Miles Morales tease right there. Yeah. So then. Black Spider-Man from the hood. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that was like their little like. Toby and Sandman had a little thing like, hey, like stay here. We're going to get you home to your daughter. Uh, Andrew has a talk with uh, Electro, which was that. Uh, Lizard, there's like no talking. It's just he gets turned back. So at this point, honestly, I was so excited. I kind of lost my place. But I know um, that Doc Ock is there. He's a good guy now because he has the chip there. Yep. Doctor Strange is back. The three Spider-Men are there, and I know that Norman Osborn shows up. Yep. I think he throws a um, one of the uh, goblin balls and starts blowing everything up, which then um, MJ and Ned lose their footing on the scaffolding. Uh, so, okay, real quick. So this is that part in the trailer in the dark where you see a green goblin with the, with the hood on. Because yeah. in the alley, like, like Andy said, he destroyed the goblin mask. Mm -hmm. So he's flying down, throwing a bunch of grenades. The Spider-Man avoid it. MJ and Ned basically are, are falling. 
Um, I think Tom Holland saves Ned. Oh, no. I got it. I, I know where we are right now. Okay. So MJ falls, and she's falling to her death. Tom Holland goes to dive after her. He gets – and you're like, oh. And, like, you could see their hands are like this, right? They're about to touch. And he gets hit by the goblin's glider. And you're like, oh, no, not again. <laughs> and then Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man dives and he saves her. And when he lands, you can see that he's, like, standing there. And you could see he's got, like, tears in his eyes. And MJ's like, are you okay? And he's just like, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. But you could tell because, again, that's how he lost Gwen Stacy. One thing before we move on is that when that whole series of like, oh, you're an, you're an Avenger kind of thing, at one point, Andrew Garfield, before they go to the fight, he grabs both of the Spider-Man and he goes, I love you guys. But again, the <laughs> reason why I'm saying that is because you're seeing that he's lonely. You're seeing that he's he's lives with remorse and pain and and the fact that he jumped and saved MJ. And when that happened, I looked at Taylor and I was like, I bet you he says, I can't let that happen again. He didn't say it, but you could see it in his face. Like, oh, he was, yeah. He was saying it. That then was a good fact, couple minutes, too, that they let that cook. Yeah. And yeah. then you could see that, like, he really likes being part of a team. That's why he's like, I love you guys. And again, a genuine guy. He was trying to talk to Electro and trying to talk him down. And then when he revealed himself to Electro, he even apologized for not being black. Like just a, a like an innocent. You could tell he's just like an innocent, lonely guy that just wants to feel wanted, and and he wants to kind of redeem himself for his losses. Yeah. So he saves MJ. He puts MJ down. He goes. Ned falls, and you're like, oh, fuck, he's going to die. And then Doctor Strange's cape jumps off of Doctor Strange and goes, <laughs> catches Ned, and then he places him down. He's like, thanks, cape. <laughs> <laughs> but at this point, where was Doctor Strange? On the bridge with the box. No, I think at this point he was up on top of the Statue of Liberty because the the walls the the dimensions started breaking. Right? Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, it, yeah, it, he's not he's not doing any 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 uh, magic yet. He's just trying to maintain. So I okay. think he's I think he's on top of the Statue of Liberty. The there's cracks in the universe coming across the sky, and he's like trying to shoot them to re, to like. Repair them. If you saw What If, you'll remember, you know, when they when the cracks started happening and everybody started coming through, or even in Loki, uh, how that happened or how that looked was the exact same thing on how it looked here. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so Doctor Strange is busy. Now, you have... So, Tom Holland is now down fighting with Norman Osborn. He, yeah, because uh, he hops on top of the glider and grabs one of the uh, goblin balls from the and, glider and then, yep. like, sets it off, which they fall into Captain America's shield that was exploded and fell into the ocean. Or the and, little, like, waterway. 
You had Andrew Garfield, who just saved MJ. I don't know where Tobey Maguire was. I think he was watching uh, from afar, maybe. He was with Andrew Garfield. Because they were okay. both watching as uh, Toby and Goblin started fighting. Okay. Not Toby. Um, uh, Tom. Uh, Holland. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's Green Goblin versus Tom Holland. And Tom Holland is just – this is the most aggressive you've seen this Spider-Man. It was dope. He is just fucking him up. He is like – he like every like he's punching him in the face. He's like taking his web to his head and like slamming it into his knee. He's knocking him down. He's like beating the shit out of him. And Goblin's just like laughing. He's like ah, um, this is all because of you and just like taunting him. And then he picks up his glider over his head and he's ready to just like stab him with it. And then Tobey Maguire facing him stops him and doesn't say anything. Just holds it. And just stares. And then Tom Holland ends up putting it down. And as Tom Holland puts it down, Green Goblin stabs Tobey Maguire in the back. And you're like, what the fuck happened? (laughs) Um, He ends up falling. Um, And then Andrew Garfield from afar throws the cure to Tom Holland and Tom Holland stabs Norman Osborn in the neck with yep. the cure. And then Norman Osborn is like, what did I do? What did I do? So funny. Well, I didn't realize this until after, until I went down my giant rabbit hole. But when Osborn is down, and um, Tom Holland Spider-Man has the glider over his head and he's about to stab him with it. That is the exact same thing and pose that happened in um, Falcon and Winter Soldier when the new Captain America bashed that guy's brains in with his shield. Okay. Same exact pose. And it's the same exact pose that Captain America used to destroy the arc reactor on uh tony stark in um civil war yep yeah it was kind of iconic that they did that in the captain america shield Mm -hmm. so now norman's cured garfield helps toby mcguire up and he's like are you okay and toby just goes i've been stabbed a bunch of times i'll be fine (laughs) Like, you notice the only one that had the most brutality is the one that got stabbed. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, so then he's kind of has him over his shoulder and you could see like, even in this small little interaction between all three of them, you could see Toby and Garfield are kind of like buddy, buddy. So um, Tom Holland is like, Hey, I'll be right back. Cause he sees that Dr. Strange is struggling. He swings up there and and he's like, "What's happening? What's happening?" And he's like, "The the all the people who have ever known a Peter Parker are coming through at the same time, and I don't think I could stop them." We forgot one major point. Did we? Yes, we did. So um, during the fight, after everybody is cured, before Goblin gets there, 
Goblin throws one of his goblin balls into the box that has the button on it. Oh, yes, yes, And explodes the box, which is the reason on why you have the the realities ripping apart and people getting ready to come through. That was so quick with all the shit that was happening in that whole scene. It was so quick, I'm not surprised we missed it. There was so much shit in that stuff, in that, like, whole thing. But yeah, but Goblin came the... through the through the bomb in the box. Doctor Strange didn't realize it, and he went to go like put the box to press the button, and the box exploded, which then released the the spell, which then caused the reality to start breaking. And I think that's why they fell, because Ned and because the box uh-huh. broke. Yes. Yeah. Also, I think I'm I'm probably gonna say this wrong, because um, I always call them the wrong person. Kang, the Conqueror, yeah, was trying to come through. You see a sil- silhouette of him in one of the reality rips. Dude, you see, there. you see Scorpion, you yep. see Rhino. Yep. Uh, you could. I mean, I'm sure that if you had, if it was like at home and you could pause it and really see, I'm sure there's so many like Spider-Man villains that have come that were trying to come through. Oh, absolutely. I thought that was kind of cool, though. Yeah. So, Spider-Man goes up, and he and um, Doctor Strange is basically like, "Hey, the only way to fix this is if everyone has to forget who you are. That's the only way we could fix it. Is everyone forgets?" And he's like, "Really?" And he's like, "Yep, it's the only way it could work." Um, so go say your goodbyes. Um, and he's like, "Okay, if this is how we have to do it." So he goes down to the Spider-Man first, right? And he's just like, yep. "Hey guys, thank you so much for being here and and you know being with me and helping me through this, and I really appreciate it." And kind of like, kind of just like gratitude. And the other two guys are like, "Hey, no problem," you know. And they all give him a big hug, and he's like, "All right, I, I I'll be back, or I'll see you guys later," even though he's not. Yeah. Goes goes to MJ and Ned, basically tells them like, "Hey." Um, it's getting bad, and the only way to fix this is if everyone forgets about me. Um, and then they have this discussion like, hey, I'll find you. I'll make sure that everything is good. I'll, I'll find you. We'll, we'll make everything back to where it is. And um, MJ's like, no, no, no. And Ned's like, I trust you. And um, MJ and Ned – no, MJ and, and Tom Holland kiss, and Ned's just standing there, which was weird. And um, – <laughs> So then Tom Holland swings off and um, basically he swings off and Doctor Strange finishes the spell. All the portals close. You start seeing all the villains kind of like vanish into their – they're all cured and they all vanish into their previous dimensions. Norman goes. The Spider-Mans go. All of them go. And – that's pretty much how that ends, and then it shows um, Tom Holland walking down the street, right? Is that where we're at now? Yeah, in the snow, going back to that same spot that MJ worked. Oh, no, but and... wait. J- J- JJ is on the news, and he's like, that damn Spider-Man destroyed Statue of Liberty or something like basically like the menace of Spider-Man. And he basically is just talking shit, and he goes – and then he's like, if only Spider-Man had the courage to, to reveal his true identity. So you know, like the spell worked. Yeah, yeah. 
to he's walking and he's like reading this piece of paper, pretty much trying to reintroduce himself to uh, her to get her back and get Ned back. And he walks in and he sees her, and uh, she turns around and she smiles at him. But then he realizes that Ned walked in right behind him and walks right past him because he doesn't know who he is and sits down. And he overhears them talking about MIT. And he's like, oh, I'm Peter Parker. And he's like being all weird to her. Um, he's like, oh, I'll just get a coffee. And then uh, he notices that she has a Band-Aid on her head because she cut herself in the battle over her eye. And um, he was like, does it hurt? She's like, eh, it doesn't hurt anymore. It's just annoying. And then uh, if you look in that scene, the neck, the spider necklace, that black spider necklace that she has, she's still wearing it the next day. So like she she says um, she goes to say her her line of like, uh, if you expect disappointment, you'll never be disappointed. Mm. Like he finishes that and she kind of like looks at him and like in my eyes, it looked like she was like, oh, I feel like I know you, but I don't know why I know you, but I don't know you. He's like, oh, is that it? And then uh, he puts the note back in his pocket and just leaves it because they both got into MIT. They're both really excited. Uh, she's not sure why she's excited about this type of thing. And then they go to their respective. Uh, she goes back to Ned. They start talking and having fun. And Tom Holland leaves with his coffee. Then uh, you see it switch, and he's sitting at Aunt May's grave, and Happy pulls up, and Happy's like, she was a good man, and Tom Holland's like, yeah, yeah, she was, and he was like, how did you know her, and then Peter realizes that Happy doesn't even remember him, and he was like, oh, through Spider-Man, and he's like, oh, that's how I knew her, through Spider-Man, and then uh, he talks about how, like, he lost... um, how he lost Tony Stark and how that felt and it felt like he was going through it all over again, you know, but uh, she would be really proud and Happy's like, all right, take care, friend. Well, he, he, he said away. he said something. He was like, they were both such good people that I feel like what they stood for isn't going to be like basically saying like because they died what they stand for is not going to be remembered or like carried on by somebody else and then peter parker's like no i think he's going to carry it on basically implying like spider-man's going to carry it on yeah and he's like i sure hope so which is funny because now happy remembers spider-man happy doesn't remember peter parker yeah everyone remember no everyone remembers spider-man they just don't know peter parker yeah which is which is interesting, um, but then it switches to Peter taking a box into a house, and he opens a door, and for those movie buffs, if you didn't realize, that is Tobey Maguire's apartment. It's Spider-Man close. 1. It's close. I I'm pretty sure that's the same place. Well, the only reason why I'm saying it's not because I rewatched them like last week. Yeah, and the apartment in the Tobey Maguire one is like half the size. It's literally just bed, sink. There's no bathroom. Like it's a shared bathroom with everyone on the floor. Because I remember there's a scene that like someone's in the bathroom and he can't get in the bathroom, and it's just like a bed and like really really small. Like that had like an actual kitchen, almost like a room. It was like double the size. So maybe it was the same building, but not necessarily the same 
apartment. It was probably just showing that he went from like living with family to like in a nice apartment to like kind of like this rundown small apartment. Because that was way too spot on <laughs> when I saw that. I was like, oh, that's it was cool close. It was close. I would say if it was the same size, it would be, but it was just, it was bigger, but it was, it was close. I, 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 when you said that to me, I was like, I could see it, but from watching the movies like last week, I was like, okay, no, it's a little bit bigger though. A little bigger. Yeah. Um, but then he puts all his stuff out. He puts his pictures out. Um, and then you see him lift up his phone. He puts his coffee down and you see him lift up his phone and his phone has like, uh, the police, radar on it which if you played any of the spider-man games is, it looks like the same radar they use in the game um and a uh upgraded version of toby mcguire's when he because he was using the cb radio instead mm. um but then he opens the window and he jumps out and starts swinging through the city and he's got a brand new suit that you realize he tailored himself because you see the the sewing machine and the the uh stuff there and uh, he starts swinging through the city. He's doing flips through the city. And you see, like, the suit's, like, a lot brighter now. And I think that's um, comic-related, It's right? more comic-accurate, uh, yeah. Yeah. She's swinging through the city, swinging through the city, and bringing the credits. But one thing I want to say is that I don't think it was the same day because he wasn't wearing the same outfit when he moved in. Okay. I and, noticed that too because of the coffee. And that's why I was like, I think showing the coffee again shows that he keeps going to MJ's job. Yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah, he got the coffee. They made sure to show the full coffee cup when he went in there. And then they showed the full coffee cup again right before he went out the window in a different outfit of now that he moved into the apartment. So I'm like, okay, so that shows that he is still interacting with MJ. We said he was still going to, like, always, like, be there and find her and, like, make her remember. Yeah. But maybe at that time he was like, I'm going to let her have fun and I'm just going to re-get to know her all over again. Yeah. So I thought that was I thought that was interesting. Um and then you said roll roll credits. So yep. okay. So let's get into the the post credit scenes. So that was the movie. Um let's get into Here's the post credit scenes and then we can um kind of touch on other stuff. Here's where we're about to spiral. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Because I had thoughts too as we were saying this, knowing we were getting to this. The post-credit yeah. scene? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because we're about to spiral. All right, so here's the first post-credit scene. So we have Eddie Brock sitting at a bar in Mexico. He looks a little schizo, to be honest with you, and he's asking the bartender. He's like, so there's like a guy here. There, Basically, he's running down all the superheroes. Like He's like, oh, there's a guy who has this power and this power and this power, and there's a purple guy with, with crystals. And he's like, that just doesn't I – don't, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. And the guy, the bartender's like, he made my, my family disappear for five years. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, five years is a long time. And he goes, hmm, maybe I should go to New York and meet this Spider-Man guy. And then um, Venom's like, oh, yeah, so we can eat him or something like that. And he's like, no, 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 no. That's not how all monsters do it. Like that's how all ends eat people. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. And then he's basically like, all right, let's go meet Spider-Man. And 
And then he goes to get up, and the bartender's like, you have to pay for that. And then he gets zipped back into his universe because um, he's not part of this universe. He's not part of the MCU. So he gets brought back to his Sony universe, and they show a little bit of the Venom symbiote is left on the bar table or like on the bar. So here's where we spiral. And here's where I will tell you my original thought process. And then I will tell you my updated thought process because you made a good point when we were talking about this before. Okay. So you have the symbiote there, which means you can now put Eddie Brock into the Venom suit or have the Spider-Man Venom suit if they choose to go that way. Um, He got zapped back to his reality, right? At the end of Carnage, you see him looking at the TV stating like, oh, you see him listening to J. Jonah Jameson's uh, report. Now, here's where it gets tricky because I know we talked about it like, you know, everybody forgot who Peter Parker was because of the spell. But did everybody in that universe forget who Peter Parker was because of the spell? And does that counter all the other universes and at the end of spider-man you saw J. jonah jameson talking about how spider-man um how spider-man destroyed the statue of liberty which means the battle happened but nobody knows that spider-man is peter parker mm-hmm. does the report that tom hardy's venom was watching did it change to where Spider-Man still fought Mysterio? You just don't know that Spider-Man's Peter Parker. So he still wants to go to New York to find Spider-Man to talk to him. Yes. So he's still technically in the MCU. No. Because at the end, he gets zapped back. He gets zapped back, and he's like, what just happened? And he's like... He says something. He's like, I don't know. And you see the report of J. Jonah Jameson. And Venom doesn't know what happened either. No, but he gets zapped in the in the Carnage post credit scene. He gets zapped into the MCU. He gets zapped back into his bedroom. So wait. He gets zapped into the MCU, sees Peter Parker on the TV, and then gets zapped back into his bedroom? He, I don't think he gets zapped the first time. Or no, I think Carnage talks about like, oh, he knows who Peter Parker is. Because from what, from what, what my understanding is, is that Venom says that he has traveled across different universes and dimensions, and he basically seems like he knows who Peter Parker is because you don't come into the MCU under the spell unless you know who Peter Parker is. But it seemed like he didn't know who that Peter Parker was. So that's why he like looked the TV like he was like, like ah, ooh, he looks tasty kind of thing. Now, I've read things that they're saying that maybe because he's a symbiote, a symbiote or whatever you want to call him, and he has traveled between different universes. This might be the same Venom from the Tobey Maguire um, yep. universe. And then after he left that universe, he ended up in the Sony, if you want to say Sony universe, with Eddie Brock. 
And that is how he was able to come into the MCU universe because they knew about he knew about Peter Parker. Um, but from my understanding is also when he got zapped back into the Sony universe, he is now back in the Sony universe. And he forgot, just like everybody else forgot, who Peter Parker was, not just who Spider – like they remember Spider-Man. They don't remember uh, Peter Parker. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like he remembers Spider-Man. No, and that's fine. He can remember Spider Man. He licked the TV, saying, "Oh, he looks yummy. We have to go find him." But so that I was still... before the the spell was reversed. Was it though? Well, yeah, because that's when everyone knew who Peter Parker was, and then the spell erased the memory of Peter Parker. The spell erased the memory of Peter Parker, but the spell didn't erase the memory of Spider-Man. Correct, but do you know how in the in the in the bar, when he said, "Oh, let's go find Spider-Man," he didn't say Peter Parker. He said, "Let's go find Spider-Man," and then they got zipped back into their universe, right as they got up. Hmm. So to me, that shows okay, Eddie Brock or whoever the actor is—I always forget his name. Um, Bane, he, they, they've already said they want to have them interact, but I think this is a way to stall it a little bit longer because now this is what I think could happen. The Venom symbiote is in the MCU. It was left on the bar. Yeah. I think now that Flash Thompson is in college, I could see him going to Mexico on spring break. I can see him having some Spider-Man memorabilia on or something like that and the uh, Venom taking over Flash Thompson which then eventually brings it back to New York which then it will bring it to Spider-Man. Then I can see the Venom from the Sony universe and the Venom in this universe almost interacting. You see like cuz the Venom That'd in the Sony universe is He's good and bad, you know? Like he fights yeah. for good, but he wants to eat people. Yeah. But I could see that the spite the venom on the Spidey suit might get all those emotions from, you know, him being lonely and losing family and having that aggressive side and getting the power behind Spider Man, because that's why Venom likes Spider Man, because he gets the power behind it. Yeah. And then I could see both Venom suits fighting, or even the Venom, the Eddie Brock Venom turning into the anti Venom. Which also Flash turns into a Venom agent or the agent of Venom or something like that. Yeah. So I could see it then. I think the Eddie Brock in the Sony universe is going to take a little while to get back into the MCU. Or it's going to be Tom Holland going back into the Sony universe. I could see a little bit of both. Or maybe them jumping back and forth. So, yeah. There's, the, the the possibilities though are endless. Like realistically, like oh now go, yeah, <laughs> it can go so many different ways. So the second post uh credit scene was really not even a post credit scene. It essentially was a trailer for Doctor Strange, uh, universe or multiverse of madness. Oh, so many possibilities. So I'll summarize this. Because there was a lot in in a very small time. It basically, Doctor Strange post Spider Man. Someone saying that the spell he did was dangerous, 
and that it could affect everything. He goes to Wanda, uh, Scarlet Witch, to basically go like, "Help me! Do you, what do you know about the multiverse?" Uh, they talk. Eventually, uh, at the end, like there's a lot of action scenes. You see these characters that are, that like are not like. They're not introduced like there's new characters. Um, and then at the end of the trailer, you see like the dark Doctor Strange, the one that was like from What If? And and the good Doctor Strange interact. And then it kind of was like, boom, 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 Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. I think it's March, March something, March 22nd or something like that. So with that... Um... There's so many different things because they're like, you know, who's causing all this? And they're like, the only person that is against us is yourself. And then you see both Doctor Strange's. Um, but in the trailer, if I'm not mistaken, you see the people from Shang-Chi uh, at one Dude. point. They pop up. Yeah, I think it's the chick from Shang-Chi. See, I, I missed see... that. It was so fast that, like, I can't wait for someone to, like, break down the trailer. You see, uh, you. If my memory serves me correctly, I could be completely wrong. I gotta rewatch it again, but I'm ninety nine point nine percent certain I saw this. Um, you see a jean jacket with like the uh, the British logo on the back, but it's like the British Captain America logo. So I think that's Peggy Carter from What If, or Captain Carter, yeah, or Captain Carter from What If. Um. Then uh, Wanda's like, I'm sorry about what I did with the whole town. And he's like, I'm, what are you talking about? I'm not here to talk about that. Yeah, he's like, so I'm not that, here to talk about that. Yeah, that intertwines. Um, there's another girl that's in there, and I can't think of who it was. I saw her name. Um, She's like a, a lower-end superhero in the comics, but I'm sure they're going to make her a big part. Yeah, and so it, it's like... They took everything that's happened so far in the MCU, in uh, the Disney Plus shows, and What If, in Loki, and they kind of just put them all together now in Multiverse of Madness. So there's so many different Easter eggs. There's so many different things that can happen. Um, if we saw the What If Doctor Strange, could we see the What If Black Widow? Could we see Killmonger return as the king of Wakanda? Would Shuri take that crown from Killmonger, try to fight him in the next Black Panther movie? Um, what happened with uh, Vision in Wanda? Is Vision going to come back and play a role in uh, the multiverse of madness? Um, will the Spider-Men return? <laughs> um, There's rumors, though, because uh, Sam Ramsey or whatever... Is the guy uh -huh. who who's directing Multiverse of Madness, and he directed the first three Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire movies. So they're That's saying awesome. that there's a possibility that he could return. Um, so there's so many different like ways it can go. And I, honestly, here's here's one of my thoughts with the whole erasing Peter Parker from everybody, including the Avengers. Is I think it's. I think it's a ploy that if the Sony and Disney relationship for some reason goes – like it goes to shit again, they have a reason to just be like, well, he's not part of the Avengers anymore. Pretty much. And if you realize this was a – I want to say 85% Sony movie. 
this wasn't a Marvel MCU movie because, like, yeah, it opened up with the Marvel credits, but there wasn't the sound, there wasn't the theme. Like, it was pretty much Sony based. Yeah, with so, Doctor Strange. Yeah. So if that's true, then like that's smart because then it saves their it saves their future movies. Um, but it also can create so many different. Uh, avenues that they can go down. Mm-hmm. Plus, they cured everybody, so that means Spider-Man two and three never happened. Well, okay, let's go into that real quick. <laughs> they made it very clear that if they press the box, those villains would end up right back to where they were before they got pulled out of their universes, and every single one of those villains made it very clear. That it was right before they died. Yep. So, was this whole movie for nothing? Because if they were to send them back in the beginning of the movie, they would have all reappeared right before they died, and they would have died. Right? But now, rejuvenating them, or making them good guys, or fixing their problems, which they did, they fixed all their problems, by returning them to their original place in their in their actual universes even though they're now good guys or fixed or healed are they just put back in the same position that they were about to just go die oh you just made me think of a good point because they were like uh doctor uh octopus was like I just remember I was about to kill Spider-Man, and then I got zapped here. They didn't so go back. What do you mean they didn't go back? They didn't go back. They're with the time variants. Because they were supposed to die in their timeline. Now they were fixed. So I don't they're think not, they made it back. They would make a... A chaos event, or whatever it's called. Yep. Mm, that's a. That's a. I just thought of that as soon as you said that, which would be awesome because then that means they can come back later on, mm-hmm. when all hell breaks loose, to but fight them themselves. Their powers. True, but they might find a way. Well, Doc Ock still has his powers. Yeah. He's just good. It's mechanical. Yeah. Um. Or maybe they can recreate it to where it doesn't take over them. But I think they're now with our beloved Loki with the time variance, Ooh, which could show up later on. Because Loki took the, the um, Tesseract and escaped from the Avengers and then got caught by the time, uh, the time police. And got put in as a variant. So I feel like this would be the same thing. Or the same way. Because they're all supposed to die. Yeah, like a fixed point. Yeah, because again, again, so it, that that whole part is confusing. Because again, the Spider-Man, like Toby and Andrew, seem to have come from a future of where these villains were in like after these villains died because they they were like oh yeah he died here oh he died there like oh yeah he died from this 
and then Andrew Garfield mentioned the Russian in the the Rhino suit, which is the end of Amazing Spider-Man Two. Yep. So the Spider-Man were in the future, but then all the villains were like right before they died. So the Spider-Man are still safe. Yeah, so the Spider-Man are still safe. Back. They they just get to go back with some extra memories. Like they're not they weren't healed or changed or whatever. Wonder if they still remember. Yeah, see like that's the cool thing. That's like you don't really know and and to be honest, the Spider-Man team up made me want more. Yeah. Like, it wasn't enough. Like, I love their interactions with each other. Like, it just seemed like they were best buddies, even though they barely knew each other. And, like I said, the the big brother, middle brother, the younger brother dynamic. And just, honestly, I'll be honest with you, I think Andrew Garfield stole every scene with all three Spider-Men. I agree. He was, I really liked him as Spider-Man because he was like quirky and like funny and like, but then can like kick ass when he was fighting, but then he talks shit when he was fighting and like Tom Holland kind of does that, but I think Garfield was better at that and just kind of seeing him with the other two Spider-Men, I was like, he's, I think he might be like, he's the most underrated for sure because if you ask people, they're either like Tom Holland or Tobey Maguire and I've always like, Garfield was I like Garfield better than Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire was good. I like Tobey Maguire. I didn't necessarily like Tobey Maguire in this one. He just felt too Dad-like. too elder like. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird and it wasn't even like that version of Spider-Man if you, if that makes any sense. Like it was it was an older, wiser version of himself, but it was kind of just like, mm, I'm here. It's cool. But think about cool. it, too, in, in a weird sense of, like, Tobey Maguire was our Spider-Man in, like, 2002. And we yeah. kind of watched him grow up through the movies. And we never thought we were going to see him again. And now, That's true. And now you see him 20 years later. As an aged Spider-Man. After not thinking you were going to see him again. And now, realistically, we might not see him again again. And you're like, but like, we missed you. And now you're older. And you like reminded us of how much we liked you. And now you're gone again. (laughs) I mean... If they do do another one where it's like all the Spider-Men are together, I think it's probably going to be a Miles Morales type deal. And do like Garfield, Tom Holland, Miles Morales? Yeah. Well, no, I think they will do uh, um, Tobey Maguire, Garfield, Tom Holland, Miles Morales. Because if you remember in the cartoon, Miles Morales' Peter Parker gets killed. Which might be the way they end Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Then he gets pulled into maybe Miles Morales's, or not Miles Morales's. He gets pulled into uh, Tom Holland's, and he works with him. And then maybe Andrew Garfield will pop up somewhere. MJ just commented saying, "Will we see more Toby or Andrew in the future? Maybe in Secret Wars." 
I hope so, because now Ooh. they're saying they're saying that Secret Wars is like looks like it's going to be in the in the works now with the way that everything is getting lined up, especially with uh, the black suit Spider Man with Venom being left at the at the bar, and that would be sick because I want more Toby and and Andrew with Tom. I think that'd be so cool. That would be awesome. And, you know, they keep setting it up with the scrolls, too, because they were like, oh, ask Nick Fury. He was there. And they're like, Nick Fury has been off planet for a year and a half now. And they're like, wait, what? Which did you catch that? Because I didn't really catch that, that because the movies were, you know, they happened within like seconds of each other. Basically, I didn't realize that that the Nick Fury that was interacting with Tom Holland, the whole second movie was not really the Nick Fury. Yeah, he was a scroll the entire time. But you didn't realize that in that movie. You realized it at the end of the movie. I forget how it happens. Oh, because it's the post credit, movie, right? Yep. And then also for uh, WandaVision, at the end, post credit, she meets up with the scroll. Yep. It yep. says, Somebody wants to see you out there. And I'm pretty sure she thought he, he or she was talking it about it. It was Nick Rambo. Fury. No, it was Rambo. Oh, was it Rambo? Yeah. Okay. But th- this just opens up so many different like avenues. I think, honestly, I, I was saying to you before, is I think that the, the, this trilogy was almost like a origin story of this Spider-Man. And now the next three, because he signed on for three more, is going to be almost like an establishment of a Spider-Man. Because if you think about these three movies, he's always been part of a team. Like the first movie, he was like, oh, I get to be an Avenger. Oh, yeah, I get to be an Avenger. And then the second movie, it's like, oh, Tony's dead. Now I get to almost be like a leader because he gets, he gets the glasses. And he's not he's not exactly ready for that position yet. Yeah. And then in this movie he gets the big loss of like an Uncle Ben and now he has to now overcome that loss and be and he was because of that loss he had to sacrifice everything else he had to to basically give everyone else a normal life to keep the burden of Spider-Man on himself. So now the next three movies could be he's now alone and he's struggling through this life as Spider-Man by himself. And it could, it can go in so many different directions, especially with the symbiote, uh, the, the Venom symbiote, like coming out. It's really smart how they did that. How they just literally told a Spider-Man origin story without going to the cliche. He was bit by a spider. He's just learning his powers now. Yeah. Like they, he, he's already Spider Man. This is exactly what you said. This is what happened, and now we're going into him. Now he's by himself and he's doing this on his own. Yeah, it's wild. That's crazy. That's how you. That's how you do a reboot and not have the same origin. Mm-hmm. But it's just, and I also like that now this this next trilogy is no family, no friends, no Avengers, no Stark Tech. Ooh, you just reminded me of something. You are a thousand percent right with those next three movies. Um, I can't remember if I talked about this in our group chat earlier or on here, but my prediction is that Ned and MJ are going to form a uh, relationship alliance, so to speak, 
but MJ is still going to fall for Peter Parker, thus creating a Spider-Man 2 scenario between Peter Parker and Ned, and that's how Ned is going to become Hobgoblin, because Ned doesn't remember him being his best friend. Because in that that line in the movie of him going, "I'll be your best friend, and I will I won't turn on you." Yeah. <laughs> so MJ just said, "Yup, origin trilogy." But now I really hope we see Tom Holland, Spidey, more serious and gritty, less jokey. I think now with the loss of Aunt May, I think that because he doesn't have that his friends to bounce off of, I think he will be less gritty, or no, he'll be more gritty and less jokey, especially if. That could be the first movie right there. It could be him and MJ trying to reconnect. And in the same breath of that is the relationship between Ned and MJ gets messed up because now a stranger, obviously he doesn't know him, is now kind of swooping in on his friend or girl if, if you want to go in that relationship direction. He ends up turning into Hobgoblin because Hobgoblin, you know, he gets a little smarter. So he's an MIT, so he's getting a little smarter so he can make all the tech. And then nope. that makes him have to be more gritty because, yes, Ned is his friend, but he's also trying to fuck with MJ. So he can't yeah. really joke around with someone who's trying to hurt people, especially now he's – he already – in this movie, he learned that he can't he can't take any villain lightly because if he does, people are going to die. Yeah. And it's crazy because, like, I this is another that's another reason why I love um, Tom Holland's Spider Man so much is because Spider Man originally was supposed to be like a kid from high school, and like Tobey Maguire's cool, and Andrew Garfield's cool, and like they were in the school setting, but Tom Holland like knocked it out of the park of like the look, you know, um, the age, and then you get to see him grow up as a person throughout all of this so um and yeah i think you nailed it on the head just because now he's by himself now there's no more aunt may um he doesn't really have somebody to fall back on or somebody who he can be like softer with or have a softer personality or softer side so he might get a little bit lonelier which brings out that more gritty side or he might have something happen where it kind of sparks up a uh, memory with um, how he failed May and just brings him right back full circle to that like aggressive side. Yeah. So Fonzie in the comments said, Spider-Man No Way Home is better than Spider-Man 2. He said, he said, I said it. Or he said, it. yeah. I agree. I mean, I, I said agree. That we agree on that. I I mean, Spider-Man 2 was great. Uh, Spider-Man 2 was probably my favorite Spider-Man up to this point. But Spider-Man No Way Home took the cake. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, people were saying it was better than Endgame. I don't necessarily agree it was better than Endgame, but I don't, it was yeah. definitely better than 2. I I think it's in my top three right now. For MCU or Spider-Man all over? I think MCU total. I think it's in my top three. Okay. Okay. I mean, uh, Infinity War and Endgame were probably one and two. And Civil War was right there, but I think this might take the place of Civil War. Uh, I would I, agree. I really enjoyed Ragnarok, but Ragnarok is like right under. I have personal vendetta with Civil War, though, but <laughs> I read the comic first and then saw the movie. Never do that. Never read the comic and then go to the movie. It was a letdown. 
So MJ just said, I love this movie, but man, that post-credit Venom scene was lazy. All that for just to bring the symbiote to MCU. I agree. All What was the point of doing the post-credit scene? I said this to, to, my, to my fiance. I said, they literally brought Venom in for 30 seconds just to leave a little piece of symbiote left on the bar to now be introduced. Like, why would they waste a post-credit scene in the Venom movie and then a post-credit scene in Spider-Man just to leave a little piece? Unless, unless, like we were talking about before, it leads to one of the next three movies and then they bring him back. Either they bring they bring Tom Holland to the, to the, the Sony Venom universe or they bring... Uh, that venom back into the MCU. That would be the only way that that scene would come off less lazy. I agree, one hundred percent. It was really weird how they did it. Like I still don't understand how a piece of the symbiote kind of like jumped off or got cut off or. Yeah, it didn't but, make sense. Yeah, I mean, I can. All right, so I can go two ways with this. I do think it was a little lazy, the way they did it. However. From a different perspective, I think it's brilliant because every fan of Spider-Man wants to see Spider-Man and Venom interact. We haven't seen that since Tobey Maguire. Now they're doing a slow, slow build that is, up. Oh, he's right there. Oh, okay. The end of uh, Carnage. You got to see Spider-Man on TV, which is the closest that you saw those two together. Then they finally get him into the same universe or I'm still confused on that. And then they take him away. So it's kind of like, up oh, here we go. All right, slow build, slow build, slow build. So that if way that's when the case, does though, come. If that's the case, though, then I think they did it well. But right now, obviously, a lot of these – like, think about it. Avengers 1, the post credit scene was Thanos saying, I guess I'll do this myself. But he doesn't show up for two more Avengers movies. Facts. And it's just them meeting Swarma. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like he he not only didn't show up for two more Avengers movies, but it was like seven, eight, nine MCU movies between that and like Infinity War. But that's what Marvel's so great at is they're so great at like taking their time and storytelling that way that they like prolong it. That's why Endgame was so great and Infinity War was so great because you had what? nine ten years all built up into two movies mm -hmm. that you finally got to see the blow off to and that's why a lot of the spots like hit harder um so if they do that type of build that's cool as long as they can keep like together <laughs> because honestly i want to see i i don't know about you guys but i want to see tom hardy and tom holland interact as spider-man and venom I kind of don't want to see Eddie Brock and Tom Holland interact as Venom. You mean Flash Thompson? You're Flash Thompson, yeah. But you know, you just made up, like, you made me think that they're talking about a Sinister Stick 6 movie, right? Yeah. But they had five of the villains in this movie. I can't see them all coming back. Like, William Defoe and um, Doc Ock, they're getting older. But now you have Morbius. They, they showed the Morbius trailer. To, to you know come into the show um or come into the movie and so now you got morbius which is in the mcu but you don't it's so weird because if you look at the trailer 
Morbius seems to be in the MCU because Vulture's in the MCU and they interact in the trailer. But then you see spray paint of Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man on a building. And then you see Andrew Garfield's Oscorp building in the trailer too. Oh, I didn't catch that. So you're like, what universe is Morbius in? So let's just say now, if we want to go Sinister Six, right? But now we have like nine. We have Vulture, Morbius, Venom, Doc Ock, Lizard, Sandman, Electro, um, Green Goblin. You got Hobgoblin coming. Mysterio was there because we don't know if Mysterio is actually dead. True. Um, So two things on that. Um, one, oh, because I'll forget this again. I don't remember what trailer it is, but did you see Doctor Who? Oh yeah, he was in. The, he's the Doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I oh, saw that oh, instantly. Oh, Mister Mister Andy DC fan, uh, did you notice this? Because I actually did notice in the movie. MJ just said, "Did you catch the MCU take a shot at DC by naming Flash Thompson's book?" Flashpoint. Flashpoint. Yes. Did you know that? <laughs> Flashpoint paradox. Which is still one of my favorite movies of all time. Is Flashpoint paradox. Um, DC that, and that's the thing though. DC kills it in animated movies, but like Marvel has that long-term storytelling. So that's why I think like maybe this was like a slow burn just to build, just to bring back. Uh, venom eventually um but the other three was it three or four don't have their powers anymore so are they still a part of the sinister sticks or was it their way of being like this was the original plan we were going with but now we have these so we're gonna write these off because we don't know if we could bring them back yeah it's just the 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 opening because then also they have the craven the craven uh movie coming out yep so if even if you want to go new age right now, you have Venom, Craven, Morbius, and Vulture. That's four. Okay. But can, now, okay, real quick, can we now talk about if you watch Spider Man and you've watched Hawkeye? Spoilers for Hawkeye. Not really spoilers. Yeah, we can get no because you haven't watched it yet, right? I haven't seen it, but it's okay. No, no. So I, I'll go into non as much non spoilers as I can. Okay. But you have the you've seen the first episode. Negative. Of Although I, I think I know where you're going. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen Hawkeye at all. But I think I know where you're going. No, you don't. And if so, you don't go there, there's I'll say a play. It. There's a play in Hawkeye, right? Yes. And it's like advertised everywhere. But in Spider Man, when they're swinging with MJ in the beginning, there's a billboard for that play. Oh. Mm, right? And and without getting into any spoilers about Hawkeye, is that you had Daredevil in Spider-Man, and it appears that there might be Daredevil-related things happening in Hawkeye. Hawkeye takes place during Christmas, and the ending of Spider-Man was him swinging through New York City during Christmas. Okay, hold on. Quacky, Quacky's dermatologist says, I have a theory, and if you guys seen Hawkeye, ooh, I have a huge theory. What if Spider-Man makes an appearance in the new Hawkeye episode in his brand new suit? 
I think I was... that would be amazing because it works perfectly. Just like I said, Hawkeye is based in Christmas. So is the end of of uh, Spider-Man. And you got Daredevil in there. And if you saw episode five of Hawkeye, which Andy has not. I have um, not. It, it, it fits perfectly. Quackies. That was a gr- I love it. I love it. <laughs> Apparently, I did see something along the lines of um... – it was shot in the same spot. So someone was saying, like, maybe the last episode of Hawkeye, you'll see Spider-Man swinging through. In Dude, the, there's only like, one more last episode. episode. So it might be this next one, maybe. I mean, it would make sense because Spider-Man's already out. People have already seen it. That and one maybe didn't drop that's yet. Why they, maybe that's why they released it here, and there's still one more week until the end of Hawkeye. Exactly. All right, so Quacky said... It's outside of Peter's apartment, too. Oh! And oh. MJ just said, ain't gonna lie. I was not interested in seeing Morbius, but after No Way Home, I'm curious. Listen. Morbius no, looks amazing. No Way Home opened up the whole thing. The whole, Oh, Quacky said that the final, the finale fight the fina- happened, happened outside of Peter's apartment, I guess. Oh, gotcha. But. Okay. Man. There, it's just it opens up so many doors. It's opened up so many doors. I gotta watch it. I gotta watch it. It's funny because um, on an unrelated thing, I was reading an article where they were saying it was so hard to get the three Spider Men together just to do this movie because they were like, "Hey, we're gonna offer you this amount of money to play Spider Man again. Do you want it?" They're like, "Yeah." Can I see the script? No. They're like, <laughs> what? So they had to like sign on and not show them the script. <laughs> well, they had they, so they did this. Under contract. They had to do the same thing for they had to for William Defoe. They basically had to show him him and Doc Ock. They had to show them Ant Man and Wasp to show how Ant Man's dad, or no, Wasp dad. I can't remember the name. Sorry. Um, how they um, de-aged him. Um, 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 it's not um, Scott Lang. It's uh, wow. I know this. Hank Pym. Hank Pym. Yeah. Hank Pym. So they, you know how they they de-aged Hank Pym. Yeah. So basically, they had to show William Defoe and Doc Ock that hey, look, we can de-age you and make you look good because they were both like, oh wow, we're getting, we're kind of getting older. And then to get Jamie Fox, they had to say tell Jamie Fox like, hey, we're not gonna make you blue. <laughs> good point. <laughs> And he was like, oh, okay, not bad, not bad. He's like, all right, I mean, if you're not going to make me blue, then let's go. Yeah, so, <laughs> and then the other two, like Lizard and Sandman were only actually, like, the actors were only in it for, I don't know, three seconds. There's still a, a scene that I hope it makes, like, the deleted scenes in the movie where William Dafoe is in uh, the Doc Ock suit. And he sang all of Doc Ock's lines, but he sang it as Green Goblin. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen. What? It was yeah, it was on Instagram um, a while, a couple months back, and he's like in the arms, and like the arms are like sort of moving, and he's like saying all of Doc Ock's lines, but he's saying it as Green Goblin. It's dope. <laughs> That's interesting. If I find it, I'll uh, screen record it. I'll put it on the Disaster Party uh, on the Instagram. Pod. Okay, okay, on the pod the Instagram. Yeah. All right, work. So I don't know. Is there anything else you want to touch on? I mean, we could probably go for another hour. If we want. Man, if we talk about MCU, I can go for another hour. If we can talk about overall, um, 
But actually, like, you guys, what do you guys think? Do you guys think we should do this more often? Do you think we should cover more Marvel DC? Do you think we should go live on YouTube more often? What do you guys think? Let us know in the comments. This is our first time ever going live on YouTube, so hopefully it's a good one. And we'll do it again. So as uh, as we give some the, the, the people in the comments some time to respond, uh, why don't we just uh, do some plugs for now? Let's do it. All right, so um, as always, just remember to like, share, rate, review, comment, or subscribe to Disaster Party Podcast on all social media platforms, including YouTube that you're watching on now, or uh, we are on all social, um, all podcast apps, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. So if you can give us five-star ratings, we appreciate that. So the next couple episodes we have coming up, we have next week, uh, I guess our Christmas episode, we are with Shawnee D and B Rent, and we're going to be covering what is it? Uh, we're going to be covering Santa the... Slay with Goldberg. Christmas horror movie themes. I've never seen it, so this should be interesting. Yeah, I've never seen it. None of us have seen it, so we're going to review that. We'll probably go live on that one and kind of talk through. So if you guys uh, want to watch that between now and next week and you guys can comment on our live, you are more than welcome. Santa Slay, it's uh, it's on Peacock right now. So if you want to watch it to uh, have a conversation with us as we go. Uh, MJ just said, I don't know about Spidey showing up in Disney Plus show, but I'm definitely sure next time we see Tom Holland Spider-Man, it's going to be in a Fantastic Four movie. If Ooh. not, that would be a, a huge missed opportunity. I agree. Ooh, that's a great – that – wow. Yeah. I could see that. I so, could see that. So we for January 2nd, we currently have 2021 highlights scheduled, but maybe we can do Hawkeye instead. I'm okay with Hawkeye. Okay, so maybe we could do Hawkeye instead so we can uh, talk about how that can relate to Spider-Man No Way Home and see what happens between now and then. Because, again, Andy, if you watched Episode 5, if you watch Hawkeye at all, you'll see how Hawkeye is almost setting up, one, the Young Avengers. Okay. And two, it's basically taking a Netflix series and bringing it into the MCU. Okay. All right. I'll start that. I'll start that tonight. All right, cool. And then as of right now, we have our, we are scheduled for January 9th, Matrix 4. I cannot wait. I know that comes out on Christmas Eve, but you know, give us some time, give some people some time to watch it. Uh, I'm really excited for that. I'm a huge Matrix fan, so that's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome, Mr. Anderson. It's going to be a great time. All right. Um, if there's anything else, Andy, if not. um, No. Just, hey, thank you guys for uh, watching us and joining this ride with us and commenting. Um, it actually, that, that part made this a ton of fun. I love interacting with you guys. And um, I can't wait to now watch Hawkeye. So that way I can understand everything that's going on. Uh, hopefully we get to see a Spider-Man going. Um, but yeah, thank you guys. Yes, yes, I agree. Thank you, thank you guys. Thank you guys for watching us on YouTube Live. It definitely added more to our uh, conversation. Uh, we love interacting with everybody, so keep on commenting. That's awesome. We appreciate it. Uh, until next time, uh, this is Rob Cedeno. Oh, whoa, daddy. It's Andy Bivians. And we are... Out. Oh. Bye.
拜。